Welcome back, everyone. It is episode number 29 of Thirst and Goal. Franny, Sonia, Ben. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> episode 29. Can you believe it? We finally got our yeah. names right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After only 30 years. <laughs> 35. <laughs> Ooh. I know. Yeah, we're finally, and we have some good weather here, finally. Yay! I know. It's actually, Ben is in a t-shirt. Yeah. Sonia is in a tank. I'm I'm in uh, like one of those baseball tees, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he's wearing his eagle gear. That's right. I'm wearing my Steeler gear, and I'm not. And Sonia <laughs> is wearing her brunch gear. <laughs> uh, how was everyone's week this week? It was longer than last week. It seemed. Well, actually, <laughs> last did we have the holiday last week? Maybe that's I think why it was, we did. Was it the Memorial Day on remember? Monday? Yeah, was it? Oh, okay, that's why it seemed. A was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, last week. Was it? Sonny feels like it's a know. million years ago. <laughs> it is. <laughs> When's 4th oh of July? My goodness. <laughs> yeah, When's well, Memorial Day? A month and a half away or a month away? On the 4th. <laughs> Again. And what are you drinking over there, Sonia? What am I drinking? I'm actually drinking some of the brown stuff. Which Which brown stuff? Well, we'll be discussing it oh, later. Oh, we'll be discussing yeah. it later. <laughs> oh, you had another drink earlier on, and I, oh, yeah, you, you I, abandoned that drink. Would, I didn't abandon it. I drank I didn't it, and, it. A, until it was a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was leftover shot. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Because that, or, well, our, our shot of the evening could be a shot. It could also be a cocktail. It, it's, it could it's pretty be. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It needs to be frozen. Talk though. about that a little bit more later. Yeah, shot of the week. <laughs> and Friday, what are you drinking tonight? My usual, Ben. It is Jack and Coke. The, right. I mean, it wakes me up. It really does wake me up. It gives me a little You're perk. You're actually having Coke, though. Yeah, a little. Not, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Oh. Even yeah. just like last yeah. week, yeah. I went out and bought a 12-pack. He's been drinking the Coke instead of the uh, uh, the tonic. Or not the tonic, to, the club soda. I'm going to have to run a lot at the gym tomorrow to burn this uh, up. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm drinking a little Karoon gin and tonic tonight. Oh, I new... finished off the drum shambeau. Yeah. So I'm that on was a beautiful a little bottle. Karoon. And uh, the new bottle... It's nice. It's nice. It's very. It's a utilitarian approach. It's just a very plain label. Not as nice as the other one, though. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was your what winter gin, and this is your summer gin. This is more. This is more easy drinking gin. A little less spice. A little less juniper. It's more smooth (laughs) drinking gin. (laughs) <laughs> it's National Gin Day, right? It is. Yeah, it is, yeah. it is National Yeah, you guys gin should be day. drinking gin as well. No yeah, thanks. not a big fan of gin. Yeah. All right, Franny. What are we going to talk that. about tonight? Tonight, Ben, we're going to make a shout out to our new listeners. As always, we have our NFL news. We have our shot of the week, which Sonia put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I'll take credit for it in the lead-in with the song. <laughs> Uh, we have our tag team news, our thirst and goal team news, the Steelers, the Seahawks, and the Eagles news. We have our scotch or beverage of the week. It happens to be a scotch. We're going to talk a little bit about our, our home brew. We have our signature beer of the week. Uh, the shout outs. We're going to make some shout outs to some of our fellow podcasters out there. We have our top five this week. We're going to have our list of top five running backs. Last week it was QBs. And it's not our top five running backs of all time, just our top five favorite running backs. We had a good time watching what, I don't know, 
however far back you want to go. Whatever. A little bit further back. Could be in the 80s, and 90s, and 2000s. Could be in the 70s. I'm not sure. You know, Frane's uh, top five begins in the 90s, probably. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about Chernobyl, uh, the series on HBO. Uh, we have our quiz of the week, which I did. Front it's my quiz Ooh. this time. It was Ben's last week, Sunday's week before, and Sunday's next week, right? Next yeah. week. And then a little bit of housekeeping, Ben. Yes, we'll close with a little housekeeping. All right, Franny, what's first up on the big board? Our shout out to our listeners, Ben. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, thank you all so much, our loyal listeners as well as our new listeners. Uh, this is a sampling of our new listeners, thankfully. Uh, we are growing week after week, and we have a list that is too long to read all of the <laughs> locations. So this is a sampling of our new listeners. We want to thank all of these folks. We have new listeners from Vallejo, California, south of Los Angeles. Uh, Tucker, Georgia. Plainfield, Illinois. Thank you, Chicago country. Uh, new listener from Anaheim, California. New listener from Chattanooga, Tennessee, down in Brown country. Uh, new listener from Fort Worth, Texas. New listener from another Dirty Dirty, Newark, New Jersey. Why is it the Dirty Dirty? Oh, well, you know, the certain cities have a reputation for being a little, uh, little, little, little gritty. It's because you're from New York, right? Yeah, you're from New York. That's why you're saying that. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it, I, yeah, I love Newark. True. I love Newark. No. <laughs> uh, new listener from Harrisburg, Oregon, hopefully up in Seattle, Seahawk country. New listeners, plural, from Dallas, Texas. Yeehaw. Well, I don't want to take. I don't want to take a shot of. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have our Schlevo on the table this week. Uh, new lister from Chelsea, oh, sh- Massachusetts. Gronk is coming back. New lister from Spring, Texas. Vacaville, Vacaville, California. I think I'm on the way to Vegas. Uh, Blanchard, Oklahoma. Thank you, Oklahoma. We have a new listener from Buffalo, New York. Glenside, Pennsylvania. Hopefully in Steeler or Eagle country. New listener from beautiful Bozeman, Montana. New listener from Laverne and Shirley, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> New listener from Northumberland, Pennsylvania. Again, another Steeler fan, I'm sure. Uh, Glenside, I'm sure it's Eagles. Glenside, Pennsylvania. Did you look at the map? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, new lister from Defiance, Ohio. New lister from McDonough, Georgia. Thank you so much, Georgia. New lister from Everett, Massachusetts. Quincy, Massachusetts. Uh, we have a new lister from West Des Moines, Iowa. Not Des Moines, but West Des Moines, Iowa. And Issaquah, Washington, up in Seahawk country. We also had some international listers from Wales, from England, from Poland, from Lithuania, Canada, Croatia. Zagreb, Croatia. Wow. New listener from Sweden, Nigeria, Egypt, Brazil, Slovenia, Cambodia, Singapore, and the beautiful Thailand. Nice. Rounding really? up. Yes, that's absolutely. It's actually, it's a longer list, but we want to keep Slovenia this. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And we want to keep this, uh, you know, uh, within uh, you know twenty minutes of reading new listeners. So they're actually yeah. it's a longer list. Is a sampling of our new Still listeners. Still no Prague. Not yet. It's not Czech Republic. Yeah, Come we don't on, have Czech the Republic. Czech Republic yet. Although, although Franny was, uh, you know, correcting me last week when I think I said Czechoslovakia or the week before I said Czechoslovakia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have thank you. Thank new you. listeners from the USSR. <laughs> <laughs> new listeners from Yugoslavia. 
Pripyat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have new listeners from Prussia. <laughs> Uh, the Ottoman, Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire is in the house tonight. <laughs> Austria hungry. Uh, Austria. <laughs> Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have some NFL news. Yes, we do. You know, it is the middle or the beginning of June, and yet we still have NFL news. Yeah. It's really amazing that the NFL has somehow found a way to keep itself newsworthy 365 <laughs> days a year. Uh, so we have our NFL plot lines. Well, we part find a four. way. <laughs> <laughs> we find a way to keep the NFL on the radar uh, all year long. Uh, so first, we have the potentiality for an eighteen-game season following oh the twenty twenty CBA negotiations. What? During the early negotiations, a high-ranking NFL official with one team said that some owners would like to expand the season to 18 games, adding it's not clear if there's much support from the players on that. Uh, unless there's been a drastic change among the players, they'll almost certainly oppose the idea of an 18-game season for the same reasons it was opposed in 2011. More football means more injury, and the potential increase in salary wouldn't offset that. Uh, as recently as February 2017, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said that I don't see big movement in support of an extended regular season and added that the league would not move forward without the support of the players. Although Goodell added this year that he is open to decreasing the number of preseason games from four to two, which would open the door for an additional two games in the regular season you guys, what do you think about <laughs> no, 18 stop. games as opposed yeah. to 16 games? 16's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, how many guys get injured in a 16-game season? All the Washington Redskins yeah, get yeah. hurt within, a, <laughs> within 16 games. In six games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already had. They actually already lost two players. Yeah. No. But uh, I'm not shocked that the that the owners would be in favor of an extended season. That just means more money in their pockets Bullshit. and the same amount of money in the players' pockets. So, yeah, that's not shocking at all. Yeah, I mean, I actually support it. I mean, I, I would, I would support. I, I love doing more away. football. I love yeah. more football. That's that's great. But I mean, you have to think about the players. I mean, sixteen Absolutely games. Not. You have fifty-three man roster. No you know, I mean, maybe have a larger roster if you're going to have, you know, that many or two more games. But I mean, just imagine how many injuries they would have. I mean, Seriously. Jesus Christ! It's a very, yes, imagine how many. Just imagine. It's, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very physical sport. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. That's that's way too much. I mean, you can't send Sebastian Janikowski out there for eighteen games. No, he can barely kick twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I. I mean, I would be in favor of of doing away with the preseason in its entirety. I wouldn't uh, do that. No. I mean, or or maybe three games, or maybe have you know scrimmage games. Let the games. kids play. Well, yeah. They, yeah, but nobody plays in the preseason. Well, I mean, it, it, well, that's what I mean. Let them. Let them. It, it's the guys that are trying to make the roster. Right. You know, you 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 kind of see what type of potential you have on the roster. So you know, it gives it gives those guys a chance to show what they have. That is true. Uh, Goodell actually said this, or I think the last week, <laughs> last <laughs> week as well. He said essentially, you know, I don't know what a preseason game would tell you that. All of the practice OTAs and minicamp and camp wouldn't show you. Uh, so in terms of evaluating players and determining who's going to make the 53-man roster. Well, in hard knocks, in hard knocks, you actually see yeah. how much work goes into finding the right players for the team. Or who the GMs and the coaches think yeah. are the right players <laughs> for the team. Uh, I would support it. Sonia, what say you? I say no. Why do you support it, though, Ben? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, A, it's more money for the league. I mean, it's more money for the league, which means more money for the players, more money for the owners. Uh, I I just think it would make, you know, 18 interesting games as opposed to 16 interesting games and four uninteresting games. Uh, I think it could open up 
uh, the potentiality for an additional playoff team in each division. I'm Desperate not- times, huh? Well, I mean, it could. I mean, it could open up the door for expanding the playoffs a little bit. No, uh, you no. don't want to. You don't want to. No, because now let's add the playoffs. Eighteen games plus what? Well, I mean, you'd have an additional. You'd have additional buys. I mean, we don't want to turn it into the NBA where all you have to do is sort of be in the top fifty-one percent of the league and not, you make the playoffs. Not the Lakers. <laughs> no, uh, that's true. Since that's 2012. true. Although LeBron must be pretty happy sitting at home right now, saying, "See how it is when you're the only guy on the team that can play." <laughs> Steph Curry, huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. How do you like it? Where's Where's, where's uh, Anderson Varejao to bail you out? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I would support it, Sonia. You don't, no, you don't, absolutely uh, not. No, no I'm that's not a crazy. Big fan of that. no. Nope. Yeah, I mean, nope. I think that the they would have to figure out a way to compensate the you no. know the 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 rank and file players, the players that not uh, cool. are not earning the big salaries, because those would be the people that would be impacted by the potentiality for more injuries. You know, Aaron Rodgers and those guys are going to make their money, uh, but the other the, you'd have to figure out a way to compensate. No, I, I just think sixteen games makes it so interesting. Because every single game is important. You know, adding two more games, I mean, it'd still be pretty important just having 18 games. But with the 16 games, it's not like every single game is a playoff game, but they're big games. You lose one game, you could miss out on the playoffs. If you lose, you know, in week three, that could be your season potentially. And that's what makes football so exciting is just having so few games as well. So, I don't know. Yeah, 18 is podcast. Just- yeah, uh, Sonia's probably looking what do you at me mean like fewer podcasts. Sonia's probably <laughs> looking. It's June. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sonia's probably looking at me because all the all, you know all the years before we did this podcast, I would like walk by preseason games and be like, "Oh my god, why are you watching that?" But if they did uh, have now, two more, games, but now I would probably watch it. The Super Bowl would probably be around my birthday. Yeah, that's another. That's another reason they are actually looking. Uh, to see February. if they can end up with the Super Bowl landing on that. Is it Labor Day weekend? What is the no Liberty Liberty is Labor Day. What's the holiday in February? Uh, President's, President's Day? Day. There's some, uh, there's some Valentine's, holiday. Valentine's Day. <laughs> there's some holiday that they that they're looking to see if they can if the Super Bowl would land on that Monday of that podcasters week or United that week. Day. It would be <laughs> President's Day yeah. or uh, yeah. because uh, President's Day is what the twentieth I think or something like that. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, and and essentially take and turn that entire holiday weekend. And that long weekend into Super Bowl weekend. They could still do that without just move it out once. They should have Super Bowl Day where Monday is off for everybody. (laughs) No, you have to have those, you know, you have to have those. uh, The Patriots have to go to play in Miami in the heat in Uh, September. That's what I need. We need that. We need that loss. (laughs) We don't want to push the division out to where it starts to get a little cooler. Nah, I don't know. 16 is. That's that's a good amount of games. That's grueling. Those, Those poor kids out there. No way. Oh yeah, they're they're. I'm sure they're, if there's anybody shape. listening to us that actually you know that does has played football in the past, it's probably you know listening to you and be like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's never played this physical sport before. Well, he doesn't know true. what it takes. That's a baseball I gotta, fan. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That, well, hey, they play. Well, let's talk about baseball. They, they maybe play 162 fewer games. games. Maybe fewer, yeah, fewer games, games in, baseball. in baseball. Absolutely. Well, that's just because you guys don't like sitting through a beautiful three-hour-long game. Neither do you. So don't even go no, but there. Increasing, yeah, increasing the teams in football, you're in favor of that, but not increasing the the teams in baseball for the playoffs because in baseball you play all those games and how many games how many teams go to the playoffs uh four I mean, 12 they have the wild card sort of or, no it's not what, eight is it eight teams that go yeah. to the playoffs i think it's eight well, teams, which, eight I teams which i don't, which I don't think is enough for baseball but. it's eight teams and then they have the one i think there's a one game playoff i don't even know exactly how the playoffs work for baseball but there's 162 games that's i mean but if you don't know who the top four or five or six teams are after 162 games that's grueling yeah, that's a lot too, yeah i mean the nba is just uh, that no one i mean and less for, injuries less injuries though i don't know 
well, as, as Sonia would say, there should be no injuries in baseball. <laughs> Unless you're standing at the kitchen sink doesn't cause Choking injuries. Choking on, on tobacco or gum or whatever it is they're chewing. Uh, both. The all of the sunflower above. Seeds. And sunflower, sunflower seeds. seeds. yeah. All right. Next up, we have this might have been better off in Eagles news later, but I wanted yeah. to bring it up because it's an interesting little piece of a, a tidbit. I wonder what this is. Joe <laughs> Douglas, vice president or president of player operations for the Eagles, is now a new York Jet uh, took a six-year oh. contract. He left. Yeah, he's the uh, new general manager for the New York Jets. Franny, what say you? There were rumors, and it finally happened. I mean, I think the Eagles were prepared for this sort of thing. Were you rumored for Jets or just Oh, just, yeah. He, he, he was rumored to move. I mean, he, he's one of those up-and-coming guys in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been with the Chicago Bears. He's been... Um, where, where else was he before that? Uh, he was. I spent 15 years with the Ravens in their scouting department. Yeah. Uh, he also went to the Eagles in 2016. I think he had another stint with another team at some point along the way there. But he spent 15 years essentially in the Ravens organization uh, as a yeah. scout before he went off to the to the Eagles. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, his right hand the Bears. Man. Sorry, his, he was with the Bears. He was with the Bears. I think in 2015, 16, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's where he, where Gase was the offensive coordinator. And that's where they have their history, and so now they're together once again. Yeah, now that <laughs> Game of Thrones is over, the mountain is no longer needed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't that's know if exactly any, anyone, what I thought it was. saw the pictures of Joe yeah. Douglas next to the play, the actor that played the mountain, I think, early on, one of the early mountains. Uh, he looks just like him. He should uh, be a defensive end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw this guy, I'm like, is, he, what, is that a player? Or a linebacker, yeah. No, seriously. The guy's huge. Well, he yeah. looks huge in the pictures, at least. But he, uh, you know, I, mean, I think he was how he, uh, you know, Roseman's left or right hand man, left and right, left and right hand <laughs> man. Uh, Busy. But Franny, <laughs> Franny pointed out we were we were talking uh, earlier in the week, and I think Franny pointed out that he, you know, his recommendations for draft picks, uh, if you look at them on balance, were not, yeah. You know, we're nothing to to, to, to write years, home about. Yeah, I mean, last couple of years, uh, all the draft picks that they've had, the only starters that they do have that are currently playing are Derek Barnett and uh, and Goddard. You know, those are pretty much the two guys. I mean, there's other guys that have played in the league, but those are the only two starters that they actually have on the team. So, I mean, I I, I don't know, you know, how much will change in Eagle Land. Um, you know, his right hand man Weedle Weidle Weedle. Weidel. Weidel. Yeah, Weidel. I'm probably he, wrong. He, he might be promoted to that new position. Yeah. He runs uh, He runs things, you know, pretty similarly to the way um, that he was running things. So, you know, I don't know how much will change. We'll see going forward. But, man, to go to the Jets, I mean, the Jets are, uh, it, it's, they're not in good shape right now. There, there's, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of players on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of players on that team that are having, you know, that have had yeah. a little bit of a history. But apparently the power structure in New York will stay the same. Yeah. So Gase and um, Douglas, much... Douglas will both report directly to the ownership. So the, the, the Gase, you know, won't have a reporting relationship with Douglas. Douglas will be able to operate on his own. Mm. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But mm. I think it's a good, I mean, obviously Douglas, you know, look, you, you want to be a GM, you want to, Make your mark in the league, uh, so good for him. A six-year yeah. contract is that's yeah. a, that's no joke. I mean, that's a long contract for a GM. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see. I mean, uh, the Eagles will bounce back as they always do. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm sure they'll be fine going forward. Sonia, any thoughts on Joe Douglas leaving? No, I think they're going to be fine. I don't, it's not going to be a big deal for him. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Adam Humphreys, Lies and the Lying Liars Who Tell Them. 
Adam Humphreys this week, uh, the former Tampa Bay Tennessee Titans wide receiver, said he passed up a chance to play with the New England Patriots. Uh, however, he said that he left that negotiation table because he thought Tom Brady was too old and he didn't want to play in an organization that would be in flux at the quarterback position. Uh, so essentially he chose to sign with the Tennessee Titans, a team whose quarterback gets hurt mowing the lawn. Yeah. Uh, I think that what happened here was that, that Humphreys, you know, couldn't get the kind of contract that he wanted from New England. And instead he decided to open up his mouth and put his foot sternly inside of it. And he ended up at Tennessee. What do you think about that, Frane? I mean, how many years have we been calling Tom Brady old? I mean, yeah, I mean, every year we're like, this is the downfall. This is the end. You know, and, and every year he just comes back and wins a freaking Super Bowl. So, you know, I don't know how you could say Tom Brady is too old. I can't sign with that team. I mean, I think Tom Brady, if he continues to play, um, you know, with the offensive line that he's had, he still has another two, three years. And I think they're better off still than the Tennessee Titans. I, yeah, Humphrey signed a four-year deal, essentially. So he said... Uh, Obviously, Tom Brady's the GOAT, uh, but there's so much that factors into a decision. It was a four-year deal. Who knows how many years Brady's got left? I just think that's a ridiculous statement, given the fact that he went to play with a team that has a quarterback that hasn't been able to stay healthy at any point during his career since he came in uh, into the league, I think one and two with Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. uh, he signed a four-year, $36 million contract. 10 million signing bonus and 12 million in guaranteed money. Uh, I think that uh, essentially Bill Belichick told him to go packing. He wasn't going to give him anywhere near that. Uh, so he decided to go off and play in Tennessee, but he stuck his foot in his mouth big time by, I mean, if you're going to play with Mariota to say that you don't want to sign a contract with Tom Brady, because you think Tom Brady might not be around. Uh, -huh. uh we'll see if, uh, I think what Tannehill will be starting what week four. <laughs> I just think that's a ridiculous statement, and I had to point it out. Uh, next up, we have Gerald McCoy off to Carolina. The Tampa Bay defensive tackle uh, made the rounds with Baltimore and a couple other teams, and now he decided to settle on Carolina. What do you think about that move, Franny? Mr. McCoy off to Carolina. He's going to have to play a different position. Uh, he actually got offered more money. Allegedly, he was offered more Money, I think, with Baltimore and maybe one other team. Uh, but he said that, uh, you know, he went to dinner with a lot of the guys on the team he, you know, hung out with Ron Rivera and essentially decided that this was the best fit for him. But by all accounts, he actually took less money to go play there. Uh, he's on the wrong side of 30, as they say. Mm -hmm. But he's a great, great defensive tackle. Uh, and I think he, you know, he adds to a pretty good defense down there in Carolina with Keekly. I can never pronounce that guy's name. Keekly? Keekly? Keekly. Keekly. Uh, and a pretty stacked. So? so? <laughs> uh, looks like he got a foot. What did he sign? It was one year. Four million dollars, three million base salary, five hundred camp roster, five hundred and forty-five forty-five man roster bonus, six point five sacks for five hundred k, eight sacks get him to one point five million, two hundred fifty k for the Pro Bowl, two hundred fifty k for the playoffs, and four million guaranteed, up to a total of ten point two five million. That seems like a pretty complicated contract. Yeah, right it there. is. <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, he was selected to his third. You know, he selected third overall in the two thousand and ten draft. He's been around. You know, was that eight seasons now? Mm -hmm. uh, but they essentially let him go. Bruce Arians let him go down there in Tampa, and I think that he's looking for a little revenge with Carolina. I think so, Ben. 
I think good for him. Yes, for him. I Not say too many good thoughts for on him. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we have Roger Goodell threatening to move the Buffalo Bills yet again. Uh, this is old. Uh, yeah, so this week or this past week, he was at a golf event hosted by Jim Kelly outside Buffalo. Uh, and essentially, you know, Goodell said that the reason that he's supportive of uh, – of the bill staying in Buffalo or actually rebuilding and getting a new stadium is that he wants to make sure that the franchise remains stable here in Buffalo and continues to remain competitive. Uh, he said, I think it's a great opportunity for this community and we've been able to do these stadiums in such a way as it creates tremendous economic benefit to the community as well. I want the bills to be successful and I want them to continue to be competitive here in Buffalo. Uh, I just don't, I don't buy it. I think he's trying to put the screws to Buffalo and to the community and to uh, the government officials in Buffalo to try to pony up a shit ton of money to build a new stadium there, or he's going to threaten to move them. Uh, by all accounts, people are actually talking about St. Louis. I'm not sure how many times you can send mm. a team to freaking St. Louis and then move them <laughs> out of St. Louis. Uh, the uh. team, a, a city that's made it clear they are not going to pay for a new stadium. Um, so what do you guys think about, about that? Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. That's I mean, if you can't move the team out of Buffalo. I mean, those fans, Especially those fans, team. those fans are so passionate out there, Ben. I mean, you've been to so many games. I went to school out there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, way he, back in the day. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's trying to strong arm them, strong arm them, and 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 you know, try to force them to uh, you know build a new stadium out there for them. But that'd be terrible if they did move the team away from from Buffalo from those fans. What over was there. their response? Uh, yeah, the, the government's response essentially is that they want to do, you know, they want to engage in a partnership with the league and develop uh, something that works both for the city as well as for the team. Uh, but I, I don't see a city of 325,000, 350,000 people being able to pony up, you know, billions of dollars to build a brand new monstrosity like we we're going to have down here. Uh, in Inglewood, where the Rams, yeah, and, that stadium is and, nice. And the, but LA is a little bit larger I think than Buffalo needs to start too. Start taking shots. Yeah. <laughs> LA is. Well, a, are we playing? Are we playing yeah. football? Or are we building a mall with a stadium in the middle of it? Uh, it's it's a beautiful stadium, though. You know, and I, there's two teams that will be playing there, so it's not just yeah. one team. And, and the and the great thing about that's kind of stupid, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, the great thing about Buffalo is you still have tailgating, you still have that experience around the stadium. It's football. Uh, the new Ram, well, the new Ram Stadium. Uh, they're they're configuring the well. I'm going to say Ram Stadium because. You know, yeah, it is the really Rams stadium. The Chargers. <laughs> uh, they're the, 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 the Chargers are the Clippers of the Staples Center, and the, oh, the, the Chargers are the Clippers of that of that stadium. That's just the way it is. You know, I'm sure people think that the Chargers have a chance at going to the Super Bowl this year, but I'm here to tell you that they do not. <laughs> um, so they're actually going to configure the parking lot at the new Rams stadium in such a way that you cannot tailgate. Uh, the state, the, either that either the 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 parking stalls Ramps. will be back to back, and and the the way that the the way that you run up and down the the alley, or what do you call it, the aisles in between mm. the parking stalls, there won't be any room for tailgating uh, to force the people into the stadium to buy their food and all of that That's inside awful. the stadium. That's uh, and you can still tailgate in Buffalo. There's still open fields. Uh, where you can park in the mud and and burn pallets and drink beer and <laughs> and that's that to me that's that's football. Um, Do they fill the stadium? Yeah, well, I, I mean they, they're they're I think that as they're, terrible as they have been. Yeah, I mean. They, they still, do. It looks like they fill it up. They do. I mean, I, I don't think their numbers um, are as good as they could be in terms of attendance. But if they had know, a better team, I'm sure. 
And they will this year. I mean, they will this year with, yeah. with Allen huh. and a whole sta- uh. a whole stable of 35-plus-year-old running backs. What could go wrong? <laughs> Nothing. And they're got, solid. And Cole In Beasley, division, what, could, what could go wrong? With the Patriots? Nah. Aw. No biggie. I predict they finish second in that division behind the Patriots. I think they'll be right in front of the Jets. Okay. Uh, I just I think, I think Miami is probably finishing second. Ooh. Wow. Wait, I thought I was the Josh Rosen fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, uh, uh, yeah, no. No? Nope. going to be pretty terrible. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I just think it would be a crying shame, uh, you know, to, to to move the team out of Buffalo. At least at least if they're going to put a new stadium there, at least at least let the, the league should pony up uh, with the team, pony up a good chunk of the money to build that stadium. I just think it would be a shame to move that team to some other city that's, that's mm-hmm. going to be in the same exact boat, you know, 15 years from now when their stadium is old and isn't up to – to current standards if green bay can keep a freaking team in green bay a tiny little city with an old as dirt stadium i don't know why you should be going around threatening buffalo yeah or, i don't understand that yeah I, I don't understand that either just green bay is a small city just because mm-hmm. they're the packers just because they won a bunch of super bowls when there were five teams in the league does not mean uh that they should be treated any differently than buffalo or another city with an older stadium and a you know relatively small fan base uh, I mean, if I don't know if you've been to Lambeau Field, but it's old as dirt. But they did renovate. They did a little bit, but it's not, you know, the whatever that at uh, the Beverly Center at the Ram, <laughs> at the Rams <laughs> or whatever it is that they're putting in over there. Uh, so yeah, I think it'd be a shame to move to move out of Buffalo. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. All I right. think we all agree on that. Yep. Franny, what's next up on the big board? Oh, is that it? I thought you had more that's, NFL news. That's that's all of our NFL news for the week. All right. I guess there'll be some more. Sonny's like thank team news. God. Next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of the week. Oh, shot of the week. Hold tight, everybody. Saturday night, and you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday shot tonight. It's Sonya's shot. Yeah, I know. It's my shot. I'll take credit for it, but Sonya actually came up Yay, with the shot. All right, I what did. is in this beautiful I shot, Sonya? Um, I don't know if you guys remember Afrana. I, I, I know, I know, whatever. Ageism is a, is a thing. <laughs> he was uh, born in 2013. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we used to call, I don't know, Ben, if you called it back east, but we used to call these 50 50 bars, you know, the orange kind of coating on the outside and it's the vanilla ice cream on the inside. A creamsicle? Well, it's a creamsicle, yes, but we called them 50-50 bars. Yeah, yeah, Whatever. Is this like a Red Vines thing where you uh, took I something remember, that was good and you made it worse and shipped it off to the West Coast? I remember being called creamsicles myself. Really? Yeah. 
I, I just maybe it was a Catholic school thing. We called it fifty fifty bars. Anyways, <laughs> um, so what we did was we took uh, whipped cream and cake vodka. It's that infused vodka. Wait, in high school? No, this is what we're drinking. <laughs> no, no, you do that in high school. What's that? <laughs> She's like, what is my mother listening to this? It? No. it was it was a Catholic school. It was a Catholic and, and school. And other, yeah, no so course. she took whatever the priest There's was no drinking. Booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. <laughs> I drink red wine. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, I interrupted. What's in the? What's Anyways, in the it's like a whipped cream vodka, uh, orange crush. Hello, yes. orange crush. I forgot that stuff existed. Uh, it's there. It's on our counter, oh. so you can have some if you want. Yeah, yeah. It's not as good as Fanta. Uh, oh, we should use the pineapple Fanta. We still have that sitting there. Well, we can make the oh. pineapple one next week. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's summer again, shot. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, triple sec and uh, vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I blended mm-hmm. it all, and I poured it in. Well, I didn't pour it, actually. Fran, I poured it all in the <laughs> glass, and he and he sugared the rim. I went out of my way I and poured I think it that's a dirty in thing. the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's cracking herself up over here. Well, Sonia did go to brunch today. So. I did. I, I did, had I way did. too many mimosas. I, yeah, yeah. I did rim the glasses. <laughs> you did rim the glasses. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys. All right, let's taste this shot. Yeah, you got to mix yours. Though. Wait, what do they call those, Sonia? Yeah, what's the name of the shot? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, because I'm like such a dork. It's orange. You glad it's summer shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Golly well, it's warm outside. It's finally in the I 80s. Know. Thank you. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Right, let's balls give off, it a taste here. Clink, clink. Clink, clink, clink. guys. Cheers. Look, as the sugar falls off. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's do <laughs> it. Mm. And it tastes like a 50-50. Oh, wow. That's really good. <laughs> Not bad, huh? Oh, it's I'm really good. Sugar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They're going to take my foot after the shot. Oh, what? Oh, wow. This is good. <laughs> that is really good. That is really good. I mean, it does taste like the creamsicle. It does. Slash 50 50. That is really good. Wow. Yeah. Anybody that's looking for a delicious shot for, yep. uh, for summer for yep. a little party that you might be having around yep. the pool. Yep. And we always say that. I don't know why. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. There's no pool in my <laughs> it's backyard. It's refreshing. <laughs> that's true. It's refreshing. It's fitting. We could do the podcast fitting. from the non-existent pool. That's right. That'd be Sonya, awesome. that was On a really, really good. <laughs> well, thank you. Wireless that mics. That was really, really, yeah, we get some wireless mics. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Ben on the big board. <laughs> <laughs> I looked back for a second there. It's our tag team news, our thirst and goal news yes. for our teams. Ben. Your team is the Steelers. Yes, it is. Sonia, the Seahawks. Of course. And myself, Ronnie. Sonia Seahawks. The Eagles and the Eagles seem to have a little bit of news this week. They do indeed. I think we should lead with the Eagles. Eagles. I know. I know. You have a lot of news. Uh, Well, Well, we covered a little bit. We covered a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas leaving. That. I mean, that was a huge, huge. Are we opening up with the biggest? Well, we have uh, you know, a little bit of news. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal, right? I mean, signing a con- you know quarterback to six year contract for one hundred fifty yeah. well, million dollars doesn't happen years, every day. Four years combined with the two that he already has. Yeah, so one hundred twenty eight million dollars over. 
I think it's six years, $107 million guaranteed. Uh, the deal can escalate to a total of $144 million. Wentz's total deal now through 2024 is six years wow. and $154 million with a total max of one. Hundred and seventy million if he hits all his incentives. Potentially, Friday. potentially that much money. <laughs> what say you? But with the current contract, actually, if you look at his average salary, oh, here we go. He would be ninth overall in the NFL right now because he'd be paying. He'd be paid about twenty-seven and some million dollars a year over the uh, next six years or so, which is not bad. It's no. not bad, and like we've said so many times before in this podcast quarterbacks don't grow on trees and so when you see a guy out there that has potential you pay him yeah absolutely i mean i actually agree with this contract i think it's a really smart move by the eagles uh you know what if he had stayed healthy uh the year before last and mm-hmm. was the mvp of the super bowl Good. Uh, well, this kind con- mvp it, just that season maybe not the super bowl <laughs> i suppose he was healthy through the super bowl and they went to the playoffs last year and lost in the second round i mean yeah. he beat this contract would be for 200 million dollars yeah. yeah but if it was up to me i probably would have waited a little bit longer before extending his contract you know play out maybe a little bit of this season see how things go play the first six games exactly and then that's what it. i was going to say yeah. it's exactly what i was going to say sonia you oh, know really? maybe yeah see, oh, that's what i was going like to say that. Ah, we're on the same page yeah, over here cool. yeah uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I would say you know play maybe half of the season you know, middle of the way through six, seven, eight games, see if he stays healthy, see what his numbers are. His numbers, though, and I do have them written down over here. I'm not All sure right, if you here do, we go. Ben. <laughs> but his career stats so far have been very good uh, when he has played, when he has been healthy. Uh, you know, 10,152 yards passing, 70 touchdowns to 28 interceptions, a QB rating of 92.5, which is skewed by his rookie year. It was a little bit lower. He is uh, right now the third QB to post a 100 or just over 100 plus QB rating in his first two of three years. So yes. do, you know, do you know who the other two quarterbacks are? No clue. It is one of yours. No. It, actually, you're only one. <laughs> Russell <laughs> Wilson and Jared Goff, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so uh, 102.2, 101.9 over the last two seasons, which is excellent. Um, he ranks third in passing touchdowns behind Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson since he's come into the league with those 40 games. And he ranks fifth in pass rating behind Mahomes, Breeze, Watson, and Wilson. So that's pretty good company yeah, that he's had. Good. I'll say. The only problem is he hasn't been healthy. <laughs> that's well, the, I mean, that's the only he's issue. He's only played 12 games. Yeah, well, that's the next <laughs> in one game. Yeah, well, we have, and we do. We have a little bit of an update on 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 how he's been performing in OTAs. And, and, Pretty uh, good, I take it. Yeah. yeah I mean, they must have seen something and, really good. But I, I, I mean, I think this contract, two or, three, two or three years from now, is going to look like a huge it's favorable. bargain. I mean, if the salary cap continues right to increase, uh, I mean, you're going to be looking at, you know, Mahomes may get, Forty million dollars. If a he year. continues to play like he has, yeah, uh, you know he won't. Well, he, uh, I mean, I doubt he's going to throw fifty touchdowns again. Yeah, uh, but if he plays well next year, gets that team to the playoffs, uh, you know, he, you could be looking at a forty million dollar deal for him. I think this is a really smart move by the Eagles to lock this guy up for six years. He'll be thirty or thirty one at the end of this Wait, deal. He's Twenty six right now. 
He's a young dude. Yeah, I mean, he'll be he'll be in his you know he'll be thirty thirty one. He'll be able to get one more at least one or two more big contracts after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to come back in three years and say I'm not you know pulling Antonio Brown and say I just signed a contract but now I want more money. Uh, I don't see him doing that. I mean, it gives the, the Eagles a lot of wiggle room in terms of signing other players and keeping other players. Jenkins you know, next, you know, hopefully. Two or three years from now. Uh, because they couldn't pay him a chunk of money next year because of the 30% rule, which I, I wasn't aware of. I guess you can't bump a player's salary up more than 30% one year to the next, so you have to structure the deal you know, creatively in order to in order to, to get someone co- signed to a big contract off of their rookie contract. I just think it's a, it's a really, yep. really smart move. I mean, it's a complicated even, contract. Even with the last insurance. season, last season he you know wasn't spectacular because we're comparing everything to the, that 2017 season where he was you know potential MVP. But even last season where he played, I believe it was 11 games or so, he still had 21 touchdowns to seven interceptions with three and a half thousand yards passing. That's like a Joe Flacco year. That's 16 games yeah, yeah, for Joe yeah. Flacco. Yeah. You know, for, for Carson Wentz, that's, you know, 11 games. That's not even a full season. And now he was injured playing with a broken, you know, vertebrae. Yeah. I mean, and by all accounts, he looks really good. And yeah. don't you have like the easiest schedule this year? Uh, it actually was one of the tougher schedules. Yeah, you've got one yeah, of the yeah, yeah. tougher. And, got the and easy it depends one. on how you measure it. No, the Steelers, the yeah, Steelers are in know. the bottom third. It, you never know year to year. I mean, they say you have an easy schedule, That's but you true. just don't know how a team will perform. Because, you know, if you go division by division, if you play a, a team twice and they yep. happen to be good, you know, like I'm, I'm sure when the Rams were getting a little bit better, <laughs> yeah, you know, they were that. saying that, you, you know, maybe the Seahawks had an easy schedule, but then, you know, next year, with San Francisco getting better, you just never know what's going to happen with a certain team in a certain division, and so that's you know, you never know how how a season will play out. Yeah, there's only one team we know for sure will have an easy schedule. Who's that? The New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah. We know they will have an easy schedule. Hey, well, you think Buffalo's going to be pretty good? So I do, but for some, you know, so you they'll figure here. out a way. They'll lose four games. They'll lose two of the first five or three of the first five, and somehow they'll still end up, you know, with a bye. And, and we're going to start doubting home. them, and certain players are going to say that Tom Brady's too old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Humphreys. Yeah, his six rings he had on his finger. Actually, yeah. Belichick brought them all out. He actually brought out the, the rings from the Giants as well uh, uh, when they had their ring ceremony this week. So I think he had eight rings on his fingers, eight yeah. to ten rings on yeah. his fingers. So he had that awkward grin on his face. Well, I mean, if you're just so creepy, if you're part of if you're part <laughs> of yeah, eight or ten, <laughs> these are mine. Super Bowl. I mean, you want to? I mean. That's what they I mean essentially that's what they're saying. They're saying that there are there are, in terms of general managers there's Bill Belichick, Howie Roseman and then everybody else. Oh, you know, it, it's, it's those would, two guys and then Howie everybody Roseman else. that much credit right now, Ben. You know, they're going to people are uh, fans of the podcast are going to start to get confused as to whether I'm a Steeler fan or an Eagle yeah, fan. I know, so yeah, I should exactly. probably yeah. shut up about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Sonny, what do you think about the contract? I think it's okay. Um, I agree with Frana, and Frana agrees with me. So it's 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 Russell Wilson esque. It is. I mean, they're it they're is. both getting that sort of same guaranteed yeah money. No, except Car- Carson Wentz is a little bit younger though. Yep. You know so. Yes. But Wilson knows how to stay healthy, and Carson Wentz hasn't figured that out just yet. Well, when Carson Wentz plays a full season. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, I'm we'll, kidding. no, but we'll, we'll um, see no, what I think happens. this is I mean, a good we'll, contract we'll, we'll for him. I just pray that he, you know, he's been practicing on how to drop. Yeah, <laughs> baseball slide. You know, train with the Yankees. Just yeah, learn, how to, yeah, learn right. how to slide. Go to go to spring training. <laughs> yeah. Spring training next year, right? Uh, or at least take some time off right now. 
uh, play with some minor league clubs, maybe <laughs> slide in a second, uh, go through some drills, some spring training drills. Do something. Uh, I just, I, I'd like to see it. I, think yeah. really I like smart. watching them. I think it's a really smart deal. I mean, the money is... Well, you oh. have the money. You could have kept full. Yeah, the money is so... <laughs> I mean, compared they to, to some of those Foles. big deals... Yeah, I just think it's a really, it's a really, really smart move. It's, it's structured well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the guarantees don't necessarily all kick in unless he gets hurt. I mean, it's a really, really mm-hmm. good deal. Uh, Howie Roseman, man, that guy knows how to work a contract. Yeah, Joe Douglas, who? Yeah. <laughs> I don't right. need no stinking Joe Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Carson was already there when yeah. Joe Douglas came on board. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, we did have a little bit more of a Carson Wentz news to piggyback on that news. Uh, Doug Peterson has been singing Carson Wentz's praises even before this contract was signed, and it turns out he wasn't just blowing smoke up your ass. Uh, the <laughs> Eagles' starting quarterback looks locked in through OTAs and the beginning of minicamp. Or I'm not sure if the Eagles are into uh, if they're into voluntary minicamp quite yet. Uh, Wentz has been flashing deep ball accuracy on completions to Deshaun Jackson, who Frane will love to hear this little tidbit. Yeah. Apparently, those two. Early on, uh, through OTAs, have really, really developed a connection. They're sort of, uh, as uh, Ben Roethlisberger would say, the Wi-Fi is on. <laughs> um, so they have been really, really doing a, 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 gr- yeah. a good job of hooking up together. Uh, he's also, uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson has been able to shake off all of the Eagles corners, although Friday might not be surprised. That's pretty easy. By that, but in camp. We but, could but all shake them off. At his age, he's been showing. Uh, he's really been showing some flashes of of a younger uh, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, so this is this is really really good news. I guess went through a few strikes between multiple defenders over the middle to Greg Ward. Uh, Wentz would have had a back shoulder touchdown thrown to Charles Johnson in the middle of the end zone during a red zone drill had Johnson not dropped the pass. Ah, uh, Wentz did Problem. have a couple of Cut misfires. However, yeah. he Out. did. He overthrew Zach Ertz, which I think is a good sign if he could throw the ball to somebody throw else. Throw it to Goddard. Than, I wouldn't even send Zach Ertz to camp. I'd be like, you're not going <laughs> to go to France you and watch your wife. throw to him. Play in the World Cup. You can't Cup. throw to this guy at all That's until great. the season starts. Um, but Wentz absolutely loves throwing to Deshaun Jackson. Uh, they've connected so often in this spring practices that they've been able to uh, really develop a Bromance. I will call it a bromance. Yeah. Oh. Sign reading our minds today. Get out of my head. It must be the 50-50 <laughs> And bar. apparently he hasn't been forcing the ball to Jackson in order to develop this Wi-Fi connection. He's been doing it. It's just come naturally so far. No extenders needed. Uh, <laughs> no, so, I, well, I, I it's just really, I mean, I'm just amazed at how good the Eagles, everything excited? is just coming no, together Wentz, for them. Wentz going deep, his long ball was never that great. He was never that accurate. But having a fast guy like Deshaun Jackson, because a lot of his balls did go to Aguilar, which was our fastest receiver on the team. So now you have Deshaun Jackson and you have Aguilar. So I think it's a lot easier to throw that deep ball because you can overthrow it and he'll still catch it because he'll be able to get under it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonia, what say you about the Eagles? No, I, I mean, this is exciting. I mean, Deshaun Jackson. I think we're all more excited oh. for you than I, we are seriously. for us. No, I'm, I'm excited that Deshaun Jackson is, is back. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why we got rid of him. I mean, I know why we got rid of him, but... I'm glad he's back. <laughs> yeah, but he's, I mean, he's, he, he wasn't particularly problematic in terms of his personality when he was down in Tampa. Oh, and what? He was well, Chip, hurt, Chip right? Kelly was a retard, that's why. He was hurt, well, though. Chip, yeah. But thanks to Chip Kelly, you know, we got Carson Wentz yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and ended up winning the Super Bowl a few years later. So, okay. you know, it, it all worked out. It all worked out. Yeah, but Jackson yeah. has not been a problem. I mean, for, for a, speedy, uh, a speedy deep ball receiver, he has not 
created personality problems. Yeah, no. let's put it that way. I mean, and a lot of these guys, you know, Beckham. Junior this week essentially said, eh, I can pick up the playbook. It's not a big deal. It's pretty easy. I picked it up. No problem. I'm going to go hang out on a yacht yeah, in Miami. Yeah, I want to be like the Patriots. I just don't want to show up and work. You know, it's just, <laughs> that's very, that's the Patriot ways to not show up at OTAs. That's the Patriot way. Uh, so, yeah. So I think this is really, really, really good news Sounds for the Eagles. Sounds good. We have more good news for the Eagles. <laughs> this is just, uh, this is just a happiness fest for the Eagle. <laughs> Bucky Brooks of NFL.com, former player and scout. Uh, ranks the Eagles' wide receiving core top three overall wow. in the league. You've got like a hundred of them, though, right? Yeah, you're starting five. Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard's. Goddard? Goddard. Goddard. Eagles also picked up J.J. Arcega-Whiteside in the second round of the draft. And despite playing without their quarterback one down the stretch in the playoffs last season, the Eagles receiving cores were able to keep the offense afloat and win Super Bowl with Nick Foles, or win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Heading into the 2019 season, the unit could be vastly improved with Jackson rejoining the squad to add some speed to the mix. Jeffrey is ultimate, the ultimate post-up player on the perimeter. With an extraordinary wingspan and an ability to expand the strike zone for the quarterback Ertz and Goddard, that is a that Ertz and Goddard. That is a, that'll make Bill Belichick get a heart on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have emerged as a solid one-two punch to dominate with a high-low post game in the red zone. Aguilar, who's in a contract year. Oh my God, I love. But he's receivers. grown. He's grown so much since his rookie year. Yeah, he's been a bit of a forgotten man when it uh, when observers bring up the Eagles. But the young pass catcher has had to move past the trade rumors that hung over his head like a black cloud leading up to the draft. The Eagles are just firing on all cylinders. When uh, Bucky Brooks, I really like his analysis. I like his name. And for him to say that the <laughs> Eagles have, you know, Bucky that, Brooks, that their receivers <laughs> are top three in the league. I mean, but look at that: you, Jeffrey Jackson, yeah, but, Aguilar, Ertz, and Goddard. You're not a big fan of Alshon Jeffrey, Ben. I'm not a huge fan of Jeffrey. I mean, I and feel I know like, this entire season I was texting you on purpose. Because I I know you're not a big fan of him. I just feel and like every time he would catch a pass, I'd be like, "Oh, look at that pass!" I just I feel like I feel <laughs> like he's Alshon like Jeffrey, a the man, Alshon Jeffrey coming down with I it. I feel like he's like a '90s 2000s Chrysler. Like the you hit oh the gas God. pedal, Jesus. you hit the gas pedal right, and and you feel like the car should be moving. But the car's working really hard, and it's really straining. That's not a very it's good analogy. It's just not moving. <laughs> like I feel like he's very, off. he's very labored. He's very sort of labored he's not in the labored way he lumbers he's, down he's, the field. He's, he's a taller he looks, receiver. He's one of those. He's one of I would take guy. Him. Yeah, seriously, right, Sonia? Thank yeah, you. I mean, he just looks clunky and sort of out of sorts when he's out there. But he does you pull the balls down. Him. He does. He does for the Steelers. Maybe I don't, he wouldn't fit in with not the Steelers, that last pass against the Saints. But he was injured. Well, uh, you can't catch all of those high passes. Yeah, yeah. it you wasn't can't. a high pass, but yeah, he was, he was injured. You guys are going to look good this season. Well, we'll see. What I'm happens. excited. We'll see what happens. I mean, I just can't. <laughs> I get say, it. I can't say. <laughs> I get it. I mean, even Goddard. Apparently, all the reports are that Goddard looks like he looks amazing in Man. the in the in the during OTAs. Goddard I mean, was good last year. It's just he he wasn't really given a chance. I mean, because Zach Ertz is freaking amazing. Because you have so. like 50 people. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking ball. Yeah, I mean, but you, got, yeah, you have a top three tight end in Zach Ertz, and you have Goddard right behind him, yeah, and Goddard you, could easily be a top five guy. But you got you, you picked up Howard. You took a running back in the draft. You can you know, you know can do a, a 12-man formation, can no problem. Can we get problem. a Jai back? Can we get a Jai? You could have two tight ends in there and just run it down the throats of defenders and then go play action and have just or just have Wentz just crush him down the field. I mean, I just think the offense is going to be amazing. We'll see what happens. 
I don't want to play you. <laughs> I mean, I think the we offense is going to be spectacular. Yeah. And the defense is not going to so. be half bad either. I hope so. I just think like, you got the Giants, the Redskins, who are a complete train wreck, <laughs> and the Cowboys with one receiver and an average quarterback. I mean, how could you And a very I mean, good running back. Eh, we'll see. Yeah, he's he's one of the best. We'll see. I mean, he may go the way of Gurley this year. Who knows? You can't you can't give the guy the ball forty times a game, you know, ad infinitum forever. You can't just do that. All right. All right. Next up, we have. Uh, you want to go to Steelers or Seahawks? Well, we you've got the, one more. Sproles. Oh, we got Sproles. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like Sproles is on the free agent market, and it doesn't appear that the Eagles are going to make him an offer. Uh, so it looks like Sproles will be moving on. Yeah, uh, that sucks. That sucks. I really do like uh, Darren Sproles. Yeah, that's. He's he just want, fun to watch. Yeah, he's fun I to mean, watch at his age to do what he can still do, and 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 run as fast as he can and be as athletic as he can. You know, it's it's a shame, but uh, you know, I, I guess there are other guys that you have to sign, Jenkins. Yeah, and he wanted, Yeah, they definitely got to bring in. They definitely got to sign Malcolm Jenkins. There's no. That would be just absolutely moronic to not give that guy. I mean, it's like him, Bobby. Yeah, some, him, Bobby Wagner. Him. You pay him. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. You, that's there's no two ways about it. Uh, I mean, like he's Bob the Sanders. Heart. He's the heart of the defense. Yeah, when Bob Sanders was playing for Indianapolis, I mean, you just, you, those are the guys you just pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unlike Bob Sanders, Jenkins doesn't get hurt every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's it's sad to see Sproles go. Uh, he says he really wants to win a Super Bowl as a player, like actually playing on the field. He was injured uh, yeah. during the Super Bowl with Foles. Uh, so he says he, he would really like to uh, at least, I shouldn't say at least, uh, to win a Super Bowl as a player actually playing in the game. So I think we can all agree that we want to wish uh, Darren Sproles well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone that gets out of San Diego, I'm all for it. <laughs> All right, guys, what would you like to move to? Steelers. The ste- oh, of course. <sighs> All right, so the Steelers, the wonderful and awesome ben Steelers. Steelers. This is my team. Uh, so there is a little a bit of news. Ready. There is a little bit I, I of news. Is there Antonio Brown news? Should, no, no, no. Get, there's there's Le'Veon Bell news, Should we pour a shot there's Bell news. tonight? Oh, yeah, yeah. The last few weeks. Yeah, you might. I mean, it yeah, yeah. uh, depends on how long this podcast is going to yeah. go. Do you want to let the listeners know, Ben, the, uh, yeah, the so contract we, we that have we have a, signed? We have a contract <laughs> that we have signed in blood among the three of us. Uh, if There's I, blood. If I say anything <laughs> negative, hyperbolic about uh, Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown that isn't based in fact, I have to do a shot. If Ugh. Frane says anything negative about the Cowboys, that's hyperbolic. I never say not based in fact. He has to counts. do a shot. And if Sonia says anything negative, not based in fact or hyperbolic about <laughs> the Rams, she has to do a shot. Although she has been very careful as to not have had to do a shot. I know, especially far. now. <laughs> uh, uh. I, I actually I forgot to actually ask Frane what he thought about uh, Dak Prescott and his contract compared to what. Uh, Wentz got uh, because a lot of folks are saying that Dak Prescott deserves a contract that is as big or bigger. I said the same thing. I said not bigger, but I said he does deserve a, a new contract. Franny doesn't want to drink. Weeks her. ago, I think it was episode 26, I think it was 26 or 27, where I did say that Dak Prescott does 
deserve a contract because quarterbacks do not grow on trees. Oh no, and he's, uh, he's been very solid for them. Yeah. He's been very solid for them. Good numbers, and he's been big in uh, in in crucial situations. Yeah, actually, uh, Troy Aikman called the podcast the week after and uh, wanted to thank Frane for his careful, <laughs> thoughtful analysis and his support of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and that they they would they could use a man like him down in Dallas because he clearly understands the team and supports the team. Uh, his his diatribe about how awesome uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott was a couple episodes ago was just disturbing well, to listen to. Yeah, yeah Sonia right. wasn't That's here. Right. Sonia wasn't here. But it was quite disturbing. It was quite disturbing. Oh, God. You're not going to hear me going on and on and on like that about... Uh, about what? About who? Andy Dalton. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Not anymore. Lamar Jackson. Not Joe Flacco anymore. Yeah. He's not your division. Whoever is quarterback. You what know, about uh, Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. Uh, not until you grow up and get off Twitter. I, I, I like. I mean, you're not Baker fighting Mayfield. with freaking Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd's like a speck on the bottom of his shoe. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, well, let's let's hear what what you've got to say about your Steelers. That's all good news for the Steelers too. Wow. Oh. For the most part. Okay. Uh, you know, we're we're a little light on Steelers news this week. Uh, <laughs> so the Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers plan. Uh, thank you, thank you, Lord. Now that Antonio Brown is gone, just uh-huh. his body not being there anymore. Uh, and his demand for the ball, which is well chronicled. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are planning to spread the ball around to a wide variety of receivers. This is what we are hearing, and we are hoping that it is true. The Steelers reportedly believe they have at least nine, count them nine, viable pass catchers on the team. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster will step into the number one role, but there are several guys who are ripe for targets behind him, including second-round sophomore James Washington, free agent Dante Moncrief, Eli Rogers, Ryan Switzer, third-round rookie Deontay Johnson, and this is to say nothing of the beast. Tight end Vance McDonald. Uh, is that what they call him? The fum- is that, is that the, what you call him? That's what I call him. Oh, okay. uh, the fumbling Xavier Grimble, uh, who wants to uh, make up for fumbling the ball at the goal line in a loss last year. Uh, and Michigan rookie tight end Zach Gentry. Pittsburgh threw the ball a league high. This is amazing. When I read this, I was amazed. Six. 189 times last year. 689 pass attempts for Roethlisberger's 5,200 yards. Damn. Uh, Big Ben led the league in yardage last year, as, as most, folk, most folks know. Uh, but this is really dependent on Washington, James Washington, and Deontay Moncrief, uh, or Dante Moncrief, uh, carrying most of the load behind Juju. But I'm really, really, really encouraged by uh, the level of unselfishness that the team the team's receivers and tight ends appear to be showing uh, Roethlisberger can get onto that field most games without concern about which receiver is going to complain after the game that they didn't get enough targets. Uh, thoughts on the Steelers' nine receivers, Franny? <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. I was That's, making fun of Franny, yeah, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Seriously. Well, we need nine to make it for the Eagles three. <laughs> I don't know about that, Ben. Roethlisberger's pretty good. He can make those receivers look... Pretty decent. Yeah. Well, Sonia, what say you about the Steelers' plans? I, I mean, that's <laughs> what you got to do, I guess. Throw the ball. Well, I mean, my hope is that they don't throw the ball the way they threw it last year. Uh, 700 pass attempts we'll, we'll, we'll is clearly see. too many. We'll see how the running game is, though. You might need nine running backs. Uh, well, That's where I you're mean, short right now. You know, with Connor, 
Um, and, and Samuels <laughs> and Snell, rookie Snell out of Penn State. I think I, I'm fairly confident we'll be able to run the ball. Um, the, the, the issue is whether or not Ben Roethlisberger can help himself uh, because he's so good at slinging the ball around from slinging the ball around. I mean, they've been successful doing that. I, I, I think their weakest point has been their defense the last few seasons. So, I mean, you know, I don't think there's been an issue throwing the ball around the field. But, yeah, I mean, the defense is, is it's not Steelers-esque. Yeah, I mean, they need more turnovers. I mean, I saw a stat this week. It was like 11 of the 12 last Super Bowl winners had at least 25 turnovers. They didn't talk much about the turnover ratio, but I think they had about 25 or 26 turnovers. And the Steelers, I think, last year did not have anywhere near that amount, and they were actually negative last year in the turnover ratio. Friday's opening opening up the. I know something's Schlievo. coming. Something negative is coming. Did we coming. ever talk? Did we ever tell the 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 fans of the podcast what Schlevo is? No, I it's, think it's the first time we brought it out. Yeah, it's a plum brandy from Croatia, and it tastes terrible. It is. Should we should bad. we take a shot, Ben? Should we just take a shot? You want to say something negative right now? Yeah, well, Le'Veon Bell. Well, let's. Oh, oh, okay. We can okay. talk about. He's well, getting there. Wait, you're are gonna you going to do a shot with me, though? Of course. All right, all right. Franny's going to do a shot with me. Say something bad about the Cowboys. I can never say anything terrible <laughs> about the Cowboys. <laughs> Le'Veon <laughs> Bell. This is this is a really uh, this. Nothing is more football than this story. <laughs> nothing is just, more football. Sniff this stuff and it's disgusting. This story. Two girlfriends who allegedly are both girlfriends who both know each other and were both staying at Le'Veon Bell's home. They know each other. Uh, yeah, so they were aware of each other. Wow. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> so they stole more than half of a million dollars in jewels and jewelry Damn. from his Florida. There you go. Nothing nothing good happens in Florida. Florida <laughs> Except home. our listeners, of Except course. Except our listeners from Florida, of course. <laughs> Including a, ba- a Black Panther pendant uh, and a chain, which you know, he should consider himself lucky that that thing got stolen. Um <laughs> The women were with Bell at his Hollywood, Florida home on May 25th when he left to go to the gym. So had he been at OTAs with the Jets or engaged in activities with the Jets mm-hmm. and not with his two random girlfriends from Florida, <laughs> he'd still have $500,000 worth of jewelry. Not necessarily. Yeah, but was it worth it? Uh, they stole it out of his... <laughs> apparently, he had his shit just lying around, too. Like it was in his closet... I guess they dug through it's his closet. A, that's the contract he wanted. He's making big money now. It's just, but it, I mean, is that not something out of like the Hangover or just some? I mean, just I some. Know. You know, you you drive out to go to the gym and you got these crazy. They, they snort a couple lines of coke and then they drill through <laughs> your <laughs> closet, take your jewelry, and run out the front door with like shit hanging off the back of their casino. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, like so Le'Veon Bell has proven that he's. Uh, Here's your still shopping. not particularly bright in his personal life. There you are, right there. Uh, but a half a million dollars, you know, he should. Okay, ready? Right, here we go. Here's Hold the, on. There's, there, there's the Instagram pick right there, Sonia. Yeah, so watch out, fans. <laughs> and there may be some silence after the shot as we digest it because it's pretty brutal. Yeah, but I haven't said anything negative yet about the Cowboys. All right. Well, so we... fuck the Cowboys. All right, here uh, we go. There it is. Cheers. Okay. Ooh, ah, that's not Jack Fire. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. oh. So if, remember when I first, you know, we first met. If there's anybody out there, remember when we first met, and you and, and uh, you know, and, uh, all, uh, why do I remember this being like better? It was never better. And Croatians would give it to me. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! 
Oh man, man uh, in that look, pic, it looks like you're just about to gag. We should definitely that's going on. Oh, that's definitely brutal. Post that on that uh, that is Instagram awesome. and on Twitter. You'll see our disgusting reaction to oh. Shlovitsa. If there's anybody out there looking for a disgusting shot to punish your buddies, yeah, 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 yeah. this would be a that good, is this would be a good uh, the candidate. shot right there. Uh, and then it's it's sold, you know, across the U.S. Uh, oh, but, for sure. Well, now, yeah, you have to, uh, they have it at John's. They have it at... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have it at, you know, local... <laughs> do they have it at Total Wine? Uh, they do have it at Total Wine. Oh, they, have, they, they have actually different versions of it from different countries, so... And uh, folks, go out there and buy this while you can. My understanding is that this company, I think, Morasca, yeah. uh, is being purchased by a larger company... Just like so everything else, change. just like everything it else. It may change, so you want to get you want to get your sleeve of white. Oh yeah, you don't want to lose out lose out on this stuff. This yeah, stuff is I mean, fantastic. <laughs> you guys used to. I mean, when I first met you, you guys were so many Croatians were like so proud of it. They're like, oh, you have to drink this. I feel like they were no, just no, no, punishing no, 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 no. That, that this stuff. I don't is, remember them drinking it, but they're like, oh no, yeah, you like this is that's good. why this we, is you drink it. That, you didn't know any better, Ben. I was like, then. oh yeah, I want to be one of you. Let me drink. This stuff is. They're probably all laughing at me in the back. So gross. Oof. Oh, that's pretty rough. Yeah. All right, so what do you think about uh, Le'Veon Bell's uh, Kardashian weekend? Too bad. Should be a TV show. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine just going? I mean, he's probably going to the gym. How does he not have a gym in his house? I'm sure he probably does. Uh, but for, his, he's, for his women friends, it just lady seems. Friends. I mean, it's nothing is. I mean, that's like an episode of Ballers, right? I mean, he's got two girls at his house, two women at his house. Just hanging out. Both of them know each other. Both of them are dating him. Obviously, he's got like a Charlie Sheen thing, Tiger Blood thing going on at his house. <laughs> and, mean, it sounds like and, a good, just, it sounds like good time. And the second they heard, it's, it's just like the second they heard that door shut, that front door <laughs> shut. They're in the closet, smashing, grabbing through the jewelry. <laughs> oh my god! I can't help my. That, that? That's just too funny. Where I mean, half a million bucks in Jaguar jewelry? pendant. <laughs> I mean, clearly it didn't matter whether the Steelers signed him or not. He was going to blow that money somehow, some yeah, way. That's the way he's going to do it. Oh, my God. A, a Black Panther pendant. Black Panther. Worth, I was saying Jaguar. Yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, and it was only like five or six items of jewelry that that that, that it was a Rolex and some other items. That's all that, you need. That added up to 500 and some thousand dollars. All right, so I guess we'll move on to Seahawks news. Yes, there isn't much Seahawks news this week. I don't have week. anything. We could turn it into news just like we did right now with, <laughs> with Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> but there is some really good news coming out of Seahawk land. I'm, this is a good, good news, feel-good episode. That's true. <laughs> Tyler Lockett is growing. And, and as you know, Tyler Lockett uh, and apparently spoke, he loves me. spoke to <laughs> yes. Sonya earlier yes. this year. One of Sonya's best uh, friends. He did. That's right. <laughs> yes. So uh, Tyler Lockett is apparently growing into accepting and, in fact, embracing his new leadership role on the Seattle Seahawks receiving core. After they wrapped up Tuesday's practice, their eighth of organized team activities, Tyler Lockett stayed on the field, could have went home, stayed on the field to work with rookie receiver DK Metcalf on the second round picks release at the line of scrimmage. Why did you wait so long? Why'd you, why'd you wait so long? <laughs> it was a brief moment that helps illustrate how things could be different for Lockett in his fifth season with the Seahawks. It's not that Lockett wasn't willing to help fellow receivers in the past, but prior to this year, Doug Baldwin was more likely to be the one giving advice to young receivers. With Baldwin no longer there on the team, and with the Seahawks featuring a very young group at the position, uh, aside from Baldwin and Jared Brown, Lockett has already started to show that he will have a different role on the team. Uh, Pete Carroll said, Tyler Lockett, he senses it, I'm sure, just by the way he's expressing 
himself. His background, experience, success that he's had, he's natural in that position right now. I've seen a number of instances already where it's obvious that he gets it. You kind of grow into it, and he's doing that. Tyler Lockett said, I don't think we can replace Doug. Actually, Pete Carroll said this. I don't think we can replace Doug Doug Baldwin. Doug was Doug, and we won't ever replace him. Uh, But Lockett has led... Or led the Seahawks last. Wait, Lockett led the Seahawks <laughs> with 57 right. catches he had that for 965 Seriously. yards and 10 touchdowns last year, uh, and he's learned one of the most important lessons from Baldwin. Uh, said Lockett, the biggest thing that I've learned when it comes to Doug is you have to be yourself. Uh, I have to be able to understand who I am as a leader and what I bring to the team as a leader. The things that he brought, I was able to learn from him, learn from that, and I was able to see that. Um, so, I mean, I just think it's really, really awesome that Tyler Lockett is willing to accept this role and not sort of shrink from it uh, and essentially say it's someone else's responsibility to deal with DK Metcalf and essentially, mm-hmm. you know, turn him loose and say, I don't want my competition. He's working with him. Sonia, what say you? I love him. Yeah, we can all agree that Tyler Lockett is a fucking awesome dude. Yeah, he is. He's pretty awesome. He is. After that cameo? Oh. Man. Yeah. The guy... Is awesome. I got some good guys. Yeah, yeah, you do. I, I, I mean, really not me. Guys. I got butchered my my read there. Yeah, well, you have a little bit of that <laughs> shot. A little I bit mean, of that, that, there. <laughs> uh, no, it's almost like I'm happy. gasoline. But I'm yeah, he's, he's. I have hope. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys don't want to. You know, they don't want to help. Uh, you know, help their competition succeed. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen it. Among, <laughs> you've seen it for you know among quarterbacks for for as long as the game's been played. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to work with him. The way he has, um, you know, the work with the younger receivers, it's pretty impressive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love him. And Pete Carroll likes him, and I think that he is probably sort of a dark horse for we'll uh, to lead the league in either touchdowns uh, or yards for the Seahawks. As and long I'm pretty as it's sure, ben, against the two of you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he will be on your fantasy team Oh yeah, yeah. season. Well, yeah. Sonya doesn't get him. Ben Ben pretty much picks up the entire Seahawks. I know. I do. Ever since Sonya quit the league, I've been like grabbing up Seahawks players yeah. left and right. And Russell Wilson is your quarterback yeah, every, every single year. year. Why? Every and every year, year, I hope they're going to throw the ball more. Yeah. <laughs> and every year, <laughs> especially they don't. in the playoffs and against the Cowboys. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, well. All right. I think that's about it for the. I think so for the, the Seahawks, Steelers, and that's Eagles. a lot of news. News. All right, the, front, the Eagles had a lot. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. a huge week for the Eagles. Yeah, What's but, it, the- but it's pretty funny though. Huh? Uh, Roethlisberger signed a contract this year. Russell Wilson signed a yep. contract this and year, Wentz. and now Wentz. So all of our I didn't teams, even think about that. all of our teams signed a contract, an extension for all their QBs, wow. and we all play each other. And this we all year. play each other this year. Coincidence? Well, actually, the you know the Steelers and the Eagles both play your team, but mine and the the, the Eagles right. and Steelers don't meet at all. So that's right. Yeah, that's all gonna be right. fun. That's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. No, it's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board is our beverage of the week, yet another scotch. All right, hold Woo-hoo. tight, everybody. And tonight's beverage of the week, Ben, is our Game of Thrones House Targaryen. Cardhue Gold Reserve Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. We're all Game of Thrones fans, and this bottle looks amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, Sonia, what do you think about drinking a Game of Thrones scotch? I'm excited. I, I, especially because this is House Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need no stinking Starks. <laughs> but we have... Uh, what have we drank so far? We drank a the lot. Glenmore and Jay, <laughs> Just the Sheldag, and the Glenlivet 12. So far for our Scottish And we have scotch. our scotch, exactly. We have this one, one more. And that's enough for a taste test. Oh. Right? So Sonia's thrilled about yeah. the taste test, I can tell. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, there's the music. Ben, do you have some history on this scotch or some information on the scotch? I do indeed. Do you want uh, to use a, a Scottish accent for this? <laughs> Actually, I, I'm not going to even attempt it. <laughs> this is fueled by <laughs> the same fiery spirit of the fierce female leadership. Oh, oh. Oh, must be the phone. Yeah, uh, fueled maybe. by the same fiery spirit of the fierce female leadership of Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen, the single malt celebrates legendary women and women and their unwavering <laughs> perseverance. <laughs> the card who distillery was pioneered by Helen Cumming and her daughter-in-law Elizabeth during the 1800s. And you pointed at me, why? Well, I mean, uh, it's an all-women-run distillery. Oh. Uh, a time when the whiskey industry was almost certainly and entirely male-dominated. Pretty cool. Tasting notes of baked apple with baking spices open on the first nosing, no. then transforms <laughs> on the palate into a rich caramel character with hints of clove, red apple, and gentle nuttiness. These iconic whiskeys serve as a must-have collectible for Game of Thrones fans and whiskey adorers. Uh, this is from the Card Who Distillery. All right, let's give it a taste. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Clink. Cheers. Gotta get the clink. Lordy. You can't hear it anymore on these mics. Ah, these beautiful mics, Ben. The beautiful, beautiful mics. I like it's, it. Uh, I like it. It's smooth, smoother it is, than I than I expected. It is smooth. I'm not sure how many years it was aged because I mean it doesn't give you that information. Um, I mean it has to be at aged at least three years. Could be five. Could be six. I don't know. And it doesn't say on the bottle, right? It but it's a it single malt. It's a yeah, single malt as opposed to a doesn't doesn't say on the bottle at all. Well, Sonia, Game of Thrones. This is for Daenerys, <laughs> Sonia. So what do you think? I'm shocked that there isn't more fire. Like. Mm. It, Maybe a little more spice to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's a little soft. It, it is a little soft. Easy to drink. A few, goes down. A few hundred goes thousand down dead uh, <laughs> Westerosians. I like it. In King's Landing. Yeah, but I like it because it is so easy to drink. It is. It's, 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 uh, it's a dangerous scotch for sure. It's <laughs> very smooth. Um, I don't know. It has, has, has a slightly... I can taste the spice though. I can t- I can definitely fruity. I can taste a the spice. A, a slightly fruity sort of yeah. I can taste smell the clove. And taste. Uh, I can taste I the clove. I don't know why I taste banana. I mean, maybe I want a banana. I can taste the clove and the nut, but I I don't taste the apple. Yeah, I don't taste the apple. I taste a banana. <laughs> well, Sonia tastes a banana, but Sonia always tastes a banana. Game of Thrones. Let's see. Mm. It's really, really for for. What it's marketed as yeah. for a sort of a collectible? I didn't think it was going to be good at all. I just got it because it was it was the the bottle was pretty cool and yeah. I mean, you know, it's you based gotta, off of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, I mean you got to expect that most yeah. real Scotch drinkers yeah would see this and be like, but oh, I mean, actually, I'm not going to. The, drink the that. reviews online weren't that bad. 
though for this particular scotch. I'm I'm pretty sure all of the houses taste the same. So if you get the Starix or you know whatever Tarly you know whatever other house they have available, um, I'm sure they all taste the same. Well, they just have a different label on them. Drizzly has it at four point five out of five stars. There's mm-hmm. only two reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did find this on one or two websites for over a hundred dollars. And that's a bit of a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, I think. Would you say it's about thirty? Thirty-five, yeah. thirty-four ninety-nine at uh, Total Wine, the best store ever. Well, Sonia, what do you rate this Daenerys Targaryen scotch <laughs> out of five? Out of five? Well, for me, I, I actually no, I like that Glen whatever the Glenn we had 12? last week. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Too. I like that, that, that one. That one was too. a little more complex yeah. than this one. This one's easier for me. It, it's not mm-hmm. like obnoxious, and it doesn't like. I don't make that face when I drink it. So <laughs> you know, it's, we should we should probably get the Glen Levitt for it's fifteen a, for Sonia. I bet she would love that. Well, she she has tried it. She she I mean, oh on, over on, at your house, yeah, on uh, Easter, yeah. No. But she also had a couple other things, so I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how it tasted then. Thanks. But, <laughs> Thanks. but uh, we'll definitely get that. But uh, you know, next week we'll we'll get another. Um, scotch that was aged between 10 and 12 years and then maybe the following week maybe the the 15 year right. glenlivet well next we'll just, next week is our our dirty 30 our dirty 30 our dirty 30 oh, we and we will have just a disgusting things. shot we yeah, will yeah, have yeah. a disgusting oh shot. i already have something in mind like tequila rum scotch yeah. bourbon everything a gorilla mind. fart i don't even know what that is okay what's a gorilla fart oh I was thinking. Sonia's trying to usurp the the yeah. shot of the week from Brian right here. You're, you're gonna have to make it. We have song, a little ben. bit of a game of shots here. <laughs> <laughs> Sonia's gonna fly Drogon in next week. <laughs> Yay! I don't have anything <laughs> to protect me. Uh, the unsullied? I don't know. Uh, they're on your side. Sonia's got the unsullied Drogon, and she's taking over. <sighs> game of shots. <laughs> All right, oh, Friday. Man. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our homebrew. Oh, the homebrew is bubbling slowly. Friday, what's the very up- very slowly, yeah, very yeah, yeah. slowly actually. Um, you know, it's 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 still sitting there fermenting. I hope it's fermenting. Uh, you know, next week we're gonna go ahead and bottle it, yes, uh, yes, and then yes. uh, another week or two after that, we'll drink it and and see. Hopefully, it'll have enough carbonation. I'm kind of worried that it will not. We'll see what happens. I'm fairly confident. Well, Friday, uh, the the new listeners to the show, give them a little background on what we're attempting here. We are attempting to brew our first beer. Um, You know, we've been talking about this since probably January, I would say. And so we finally got all the equipment ready. Um, You know, thanks to uh, Northern Brewer, they have everything basically that comes in a starter pack. Um, and, uh, so this is our first attempt at brewing a beer. Uh, we'll, we'll try again <laughs> after this one. We'll see how this one turns out. Or maybe this eventually, eventually we'll perfect the art of brewing and we'll have our own brew with our own ingredients without using, you know, any, any starter ingredients or, you know, those ingredients they can buy online. Um, and, you know, we'll go to our local, me and you together, Ben, we'll go to our local, uh, beer, brew shop in Woodland Hills here and uh, we'll purchase our own ingredients and we'll, we'll we'll try to create something that we all can agree on yes. that we all like because Sonia yes. doesn't really like IPAs nope. no, you know, or, or the more, darker uh, sort of beers yeah, nope. yeah so we're, we're going to try to brew a lighter beer with a lot of flavor if that's possible yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see and what are we going to call it we'll see 
What are we going to call this one? This one is seventh. Was it the seventh, seventh yeah. round? Thirsty Gold seventh, seventh round, round IPA. IPA. Yeah, our listener recommended that uh, we call it that, and we decided that we would in fact adopt that name. So thank you, Mitchell from Brandon, Manitoba. Uh, so we <laughs> we are going to absolutely continue to do this. Yeah, hopefully it comes out. All right, well. Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our shout out to our fellow podcast. Like, did we miss the beer taste? Yeah. We oh did. yes, we did. <laughs> next up on the big board. <laughs> and, all right, the Schlievo affects everyone. Fair enough. We should probably put this board on the other side so I can actually see it. So turn <laughs> yes, around. It's I'm, actually, take, I'm uh, taking a quick glance. We at should it. actually. Yeah, the board is actually. Fa- I am actually facing. You're, you're facing the, the board. board, but I am not the one who announces. Yeah. The topics that we are going to discuss. So this has been unfair to Franny. Low these thirty or twenty nine episodes. Yes, so and far. so in honor of our listeners from Canada. We do have a highly rated beer. Yes, we do indeed. According to Total Wine. <laughs> well, this is Frane's, uh, Frane's holy grail. I always pay attention to the ratings, all right? And so let me just grab those from the cooler, Ben. All right, here we go. <laughs> we have a little theme music for our beer from Canada. Our beer from Canada this week is La Fin du Monde. Du Monde. Du Monde. Sonia, how do I pronounce this? Huh? La Fin du Monde? La Fin du Monde. La Fin du Monde. Uh, so, man, Sonia, you got that oh. down. Hey, I'm going to Paris next year. <laughs> again? <laughs> again. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. girls trip in Paris. Oh. Me and this, Ben will be there. Yeah? We'll join you. I love Paris. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> don't join us. Yeah, I know. This is from Unibrew. Unibrew? Brewery. Yeah. Uh, in in <laughs> Quebec, uh, it took eighteen months of research before La Fin oh. du Monde, du Monde, du Monde, saw the light of day in February nineteen ninety four. Representative of a style that was originally developed by medieval monks who served beer on special occasions, it is a premium beer with a surprising finesse. Uh, like Trappiste La Els, La Fin du Monde is brewed and fermented, refermented. In the bottle, a first in the American market at the time of launch. To date, it is the most, most. Franny, you were right about your total wine recommendation. To date, it is the most awarded Canadian beer and has been honored in several international competitions. True to tradition, Unibro Brewery, this beer in honor of the French explorers who then discovered North America, believe they had reached the end of the world. So let's give this wonderful beer a taste. Yes, let's give it a taste. And the, the Canadian National Anthem is such a nice... It is. Song, it, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Pretty peaceful. It's very... Uh, ours is like, you know, war and <laughs> bombs going off. You know, Stars. It's nice to have a little bit of a, you know... In sync, More sing, calm we're here National we're Anthem. <laughs> we'll, we'll apologize if we have to. Uh, yeah, and I actually played about 21 seconds of the Dutch National Anthem uh, there. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some Dutch beer next week. Uh, but let's taste this. Oh, and it's uh, actually, uh, folks, 9%, 9% alcohol 9%. by volume. This is a, one of the more um, potent. potent beers that we've tasted yeah. on the show. It's not the Einstock yeah. or the Height <laughs> that Sonia <laughs> likes. Nope. Those are about 4.5% nope. probably. Sorry, this a taste. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Sonia. Cheers. 
Oh my god, that's very good. Wow. I do like it. That is really nine, really good. For nine percent, that is it doesn't taste like a nine percent no, beer. It's, it's not it's, strong at all. As it has the right amount of carbonation in it. And the flavor wow, that's it's definitely it has, has sort of like a like almost like a champagne sort yeah. of taste at the beginning. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it does. It does. It does not. Like when the, it does not. It's, 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 it's really very, bubbly. It has a wheat. I mean, there's definitely you could taste mm-hmm. the wheat. Yeah, it's very it has easy. a little bit of a fruit note. A little bit. It's weedy. It's a little fruity. It's it's a little citrusy. I don't um, like that. But you don't you don't you don't taste, taste at the, the end the champagne sort of. You don't taste. No, I do. Upon you know mm-hmm. when you first mm-hmm. sip it, yes, and then when you taste it, no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, Sonia I, doesn't like any. It goes beer. down very easily. I mean, I was expecting Ugh. for nine percent. Like I, I've tried other beers, some of the IPAs that we've tried in the past, Ben. That were maybe seven eight percent. Those you can kind of taste the alcohol, but this one yeah. is, it's it's really smooth. You don't taste the yeast in the back oh, of your sure. throat right now. It's gross. Yeah, really? no, no, it's wheat. Mm. It's not yeast. It's, it's, a, it's wheat. It's triple fermented. <laughs> <laughs> it's double fermented in the bottle. Maybe we should triple ferment ours. Maybe it'll taste like this. Oh, <laughs> Sonia, what do you think? Should we do that? You do what you want. <laughs> I think it would but be smell, good. Smell it, Sonia. Yeah, it has a little bit of a uh, like a, almost a champagne-y sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, actual. The champ- it, it's it's the champagne of beers. No. Screw you, Miller. It's it's the <laughs> champagne of Quebec. Oh, I think it's pretty good. This is really good. I, I mean, nine percent. You can't tell that no, it's that not strong. at all. Not at all. This is what, really, what's what's average. Average uh, Canadian Maybe. beer. It's probably seven. no. No, I mean here. <laughs> US. Uh, 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 four, five, four or five. Yeah, somewhere oh, on five, there. Five somewhere around there. Well, this is a good beer. So you can't drink like a lot beer. of those. Uh well this you, this one yeah this probably. would not be yep. fifty cent beer night at your local college <laughs> yeah no but um, even even these bottle I mean at, at total wine they were two something was it was it anything crazy it's not Air Bocaron it's not it's not uh, Air Bocaron that's right which was also a great beer but yeah, this yeah, yeah. one I'm shocked that it's very good how good it is for nine percent yeah I could see why uh, it's, yeah why they've been awarded oh Canada oh Sonia doesn't like it. It's yeah, okay, you gotta though. go to the. Uh, I don't have to like everything. Sonia's, you know, every Asian country, she's gonna like their beer. So <laughs> yeah. the height is good. The uh, the Asahi. Uh, I'm not a. They're very beer well, drinker. Son, son, yeah, son, son, I'm not really uh, a beer drinker. But you like you. But you do like a certain type of beer. I do. I do. Like I, the, the, the Airbokeron, which was yeah. Oh, yeah. highly carbonated yes. and light. Yep. With a little bit of uh, salty finish. Yep. That yep. was interesting. It yep. was interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't or, like anything even, that has that. Even the Rut House, that that uh, the German one that we had, it was also very light. Yep. Crisp. Yep. Bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. If it's easy to drink, just like with my scotch. Yeah, but this and... one for nine percent, this is very easy to drink, which is very surprising. It goes down so easily. Maybe I need to be eating something and then take yeah, a yeah. yeah, maybe that's yeah. It. I'm gonna go grab a piece of pizza or something. <laughs> grab, <laughs> grab a piece of pizza. <laughs> I don't, it's 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 very good. Yeah, I, 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 don't okay. know. I like it. What do, what do you think, Ben? I like it. Yeah. All right, it's it's uh it's Belgian, so it's not my it's Belgian it's style. Not in my top, you know, right. two or three styles two or three of beer. Thumbs up. So, <laughs> but for what it is, we started we started rating beers. As, I mean, if you it, it, for Classic. folks out there that drink Hefeweizen, oh, okay, this is the way that Hefeweizen is supposed to taste. This is what they're trying to do. This is as good as it gets. So, for this out of type 10, of Belgian style out of beer. ten, Ben, what would you rate this one? Uh, for a Belgian beer, Belgian style beer, I would give this an eight out of ten. Wow! I would give like a like the whatever that Hefeweizen is that they sell with the oranges. I'd give that like a five or six. Okay. 
This for what they are attempting to do with this beer, mm-hmm. this is about as good as it gets. That's great. This is really good. What I'll, do you I'll, think? This is probably a ten. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Ten. All right, I mean, here just, I'll give you the bottle. Yeah. Seriously? Well, uh, yeah. No, this, I, I I really do. Wow. That's like what cool. they've done with this beer. Impressive. Very good. All right. I'm not grading it. It, it wouldn't just, be fair. Do I need to play the national anthem again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just shocked. When we see 9% on the bottle. Yeah, you expect you, it to be a little, a little bit, harsh yeah. and not easy to drink, but this is very easy to drink. Are a lot of alcohol in it. You can't, yeah. you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with that. Well, you don't get too many 20 proof beers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most of them are, you know, 10 to 12. I highly recommend that. Cool. All right. Agreed. Friday. What's next up on the big board? Homebrew. Ben. <laughs> now we have our shout-outs. Now we have our shout-outs. I look back at the big board. All right. Yeah, next week we're going to move this board. We're going to move this board uh, to where Frane can actually see it. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to do one shout-out this week. We have a shout-out to the Collapsing Pocket Podcast. Thank you. I like thank the name. you. Yeah, yeah. It's Very a great name. podcast. I'm actually That's into cool. some of these uh more British or British almost as good uh, as Thurston Cole. Football podcast. Uh not well. Yeah. <laughs> Collapsing the name. Podcast. I'm not going to Oh yeah, yeah. Name it, it's a great it's a great name. Uh it's it's hosted by three British football fans, Rob, Sai, and Sam. That's cool. This show tackles all the topics related to the NFL news, the draft, and they even create their own unique segments. For example, I listened to their recent Wood for the Trees series. They had a Wood for the Trees series, which is essentially a Don't Lose the Forest for the Trees series. They did a an in-depth look at uh, some of the teams. The show is a blast to listen to each and every episode please 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 check them out you can find them on apple Podcasts. look for a link in the show notes uh, as well as all your major podcatchers you can find them on twitter at pocket crumble you can also shoot their shoot them an email at <laughs> collapsing pocket at gmail.com all of these links are down in the show notes. Uh, this is a really, really cool podcast. They put a lot of work into this, and they really do a good job at an in-depth analysis uh, at all of the subjects that they tackle. Uh, and it really, really is encouraging to see all of these podcasts from across the pond tackling the NFL and really loving the NFL the way that we have for years. It's just really, really cool, and this is a great podcast by three really fun Fun guys. Do they have a team that they uh, follow each? Uh, that's a good question. I actually don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I listened to a few episodes. I have another one in my queue to listen to on uh, on my drive uh, on Monday. Your very long drive. Buddy. Yes, my very long. Actually, Monday won't be as bad, thank God. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's, okay. a, it's a really good podcast. I recommend cool. that since I listen to so many podcasts, I'm really trying to get my co-host to listen to more <laughs> podcasts. Uh, and eventually uh, I will I, I will succeed at this endeavor. Um, but right now, you know, Franny is content to listen to the... My drive's not whatever that, that Whatever that thing is that's in front of the dash that tunes into, <laughs> like, the numbers... On uh, the airwaves, like some oh, kind of frequencies are flowing through the air. Do I drive an eighty nine Sentra? <laughs> you know, it's like there's like these there's like these frequencies. Not that there's anything wrong with that. that Nothing wrong with traveling that through the air that somehow are captured by your antenna. I'm not sure what this radio thing is that you do in the morning. All right. Um, uh, but yeah, this is a great podcast. Uh, Collapsing Pocket. You know, definitely check them out. I like that name. I, it's a I great like name. That name. And they have a great logo as well. They have a great logo. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? 
Well, Ben, next up on the big board, while you were saying next up on the big board, I took a glance over, and it looks like we're going to talk about Chernobyl. I'm really making a point to <laughs> let everyone know that I put this behind. <laughs> so, Chernobyl, the uh, the miniseries is over, all five episodes. Yep. I'm glad that I got you guys to watch this. It was very easy. Ah, uh, there's the music oh, right there. And and it's it's the highest rated miniseries on IMDb. It was done really? well. It of was all time? done of all time on IMDb. Wow. So it, it is very highly rated. And for anybody that has not watched it, I recommend watching this miniseries. And fast forward. And, <laughs> uh, oh, through, the, uh, through episode four with the uh, clearing the animals out of the... Out well, of, well, yeah, but but that, that did happen. It, it, it did, it, of it, course. It did happen. Of course. They had to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sonia, what did you think of, of the final episode, episode five? Um, I liked it. I, I, I appreciated the way that um, they cut out what there were like tons of scientists that um, yeah. were, uh, well, I don't know what it was. They were, they were testifying. They were explaining science to them i don't know what happened well, the, they, they were all oh, the woman from up, belarus they the, were trying to come with this with a solution to the problem basically so, so, so right that, but she that, represented she all represented of them which is what i really them, liked which about. is nice that they showed a picture at the end of all, all of, of the them. scientists yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not sure if that's all but it was there was quite a few scientists yeah. um Legosov was the main scientist there um but you know he, he got feedback from everybody else yeah, around the USSR at that time. It was it was cool, and then the, the very end was actually cool when they actually showed the the real photos yeah. of, of. Oh, it was sad. It was yeah. sad. But uh, it, I mean, very well written. It, 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 I mean, we we obviously all knew what the outcome was, what yeah. happened, um, and it wasn't that long ago, like we mentioned in the last podcast. I mean, it's something that we sort of have have forgotten about and yep. you know there there were so many people affected uh by the Chernobyl disaster what 300,000 people were displaced at least yeah so um an excellent miniseries yeah i mean i thought that the the trial was just i i, I was fearful that it would be boring mm-hmm. um, because we knew it was coming in episode 5 we knew it was going to be the show trial put on yeah. by the the soviet government to railroad the uh, whatever the, the gentleman's name was who I don't know what his title was who was running the Dyatlov? the test Dyatlov or whatever yeah uh, so I expected that it wouldn't be that interesting but it turned out to be extraordinarily interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I thought again that you know Sherbina uh, did the, Boris Sherbina the, that character that, I mean it was yeah, just the act- well the acting so was, riveting yeah so the casting was spot riveting on. I mean yeah. when he you know, essentially, he went through. He, he rolled out. I mean, and then they—it was almost like Breaking Bad style, right? Like where they rolled out the scale model onto the floor, and you could hear the wheels banging <laughs> yeah. up against the floor, and you could sort of hear it as it turned it around. Um, and to hear them explain, you know, here is where the reactor is, here is where the people were, here mm-hmm. is what they saw, um, and then to have the as, as Sonia was describing uh, the amalgamation, the the uh, Emily Watson, who played Yulana Kormiuk, is it? Did I get that Some, close? Something like that, yeah. Uh, her character provided the initial testimony. I was a little surprised that it was. I don't know how a how a Soviet trial is conducted, but it wasn't a question and answer. It was essentially, 
you stand up, you say whatever you, you say, <laughs> and if the presiding judge, the, the the general or whoever it was that was presiding over the trial there, if they have the question, they ask it. If they don't have a question, you just sort of tell the jury how terrible this person is, and then you sit down. Um, but I thought Sherbina did, again, a, a, an amazing job. And then when they sat down out by... Uh, on the bench, but there was like a Outside. like an old Mickey yeah. Mouse. Or some kind of a, I'm sure it was a yeah. Soviet a rip mouse. Off. I'm sure it was a Soviet a, mouse. A rip off uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, and, and I guess Misha. they actually Misha. did do this about 20 kilometers from Chernobyl, uh, because actually part of the trial. I was reading that part of this trial, uh, the the Soviet government wanted to make the point that it was safe there, so they actually held the trial at some industrial site. Close to Chernobyl, and they're all dead now. Yeah, which at the time no, was they're not, not safe. But they're, <laughs> which at the time was still not safe, but that was part of their propaganda. Like, look, we're going to go back and have this trial there, uh, and and to watch uh, Sherbina and Lagosov. I can't get that right. Uh, having the conversation on the bench, essentially, like you told me I was going to die. I believed you, but a couple years went by, and I thought, okay, well, maybe I've escaped this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he started coughing up blood. He had, they had to yeah. delay the trial because he was coughing up blood. And then he sees the the inchworm on his hand, realizing like how beautiful life can be. Uh, and then he, and then later in the episode, he he makes the because he has still has the power. He makes the 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 court allow. Uh, Lagasov oh, yeah. to continue to speak. <laughs> it just—it was, was so riveting. Time. It was so riveting. Ronnie, I'm sorry, I talked too much. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you did. no, I mean, no, you, no, you did not. Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, you, you basically yeah. explained no, that, what that, we that, were. That was perfect, Ben. And uh, not—you know—I'm not shocked at how well the whole series was done because one of the, I think, I believe, directors uh, was um, one of the directors of uh, Breaking Bad, actually. No way. Yeah, I, I think one of the guys. Oh, really? Was, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, That's where the squeaking so, wheels came yeah. from. Well, you could just you hear it. You almost feel it, like as it as it rolls in. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that, 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 so I'm not shocked at all that 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 this series was done so well because you get one of those guys that um, you know made another series that was one of the best ever, and uh, no, it, it was it was it was great. I mean, I I, I really enjoyed watching it. Well, we have to start another one. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to come up with something else. We, I mean, st- it was, we started the well, last football season's coming back pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, so, yeah, another, yeah, yeah. So the season weeks, is yeah, season is not too far away. So, but I mean, when he was when he was taking, we're gonna have something else to talk about. <laughs> when when Legosov was taking the cards and taking the cards away, mm-hmm. just showing that the it helps you understand. It's almost like a weight, like yeah. a, like a, what do you call it? like a scale, uh-huh. and you're just watching the scale sort of be in balance and then out of balance and then in balance and then yeah. all of a sudden you just take all the weights off one side of it and this and then. Because the the science behind it is so complicated, but they made it easy to understand for the viewers, so that that was great. Yeah, and to watch the uh, the plant manager, I mean, and 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 to watch oh, yeah. just the bureaucratic decisions that were made behind the scenes mm-hmm. when the one bureaucrat who actually went to prison, and then at the end in the credits they show that he went back to work after he was out of got out of prison in ten years. That the whole thing was essentially a function of. Them wanting to move one rung up in the ladder, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. that test off. Say we've succeeded. The last three attempts were failures. If we succeed, all three of us get to move up one rung in the ladder. And he leans back against the chalkboard or whatever it was there in the office and says, "Oh yeah, 
I could see myself here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they killed all these people <laughs> just so they could move up one meaningless rung in a meaningless chain of command. Um, but, it, you know, that, that was, you know, supposedly communist USSR. But would it be any different in any other sort of government? You know, if if that sort of well, disaster still a dog, uh, happened anywhere else in the world, I'm sure any other government would have handled it the same way. Yeah, I mean, I actually think that that HBO was a little bit unfair to the Soviet Union in that in that regard. I agree with Frane. Um, when the KGB officer has the conversation with Lagasov in the in the cell, uh, and we know we know he's going to live, we know he's going to hang himself. But when he looks down the storm, when he looks down the drain in that in that room, it's like, why are they bringing me into a room mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a drain in the middle? What yeah, are they yeah. going to do to me in here? Um, he says, you're going to be nobody. No one's going to remember you. No one's, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I think that to Franny's point, I mean, we subjected our service people to nuclear weapons in the early part of this, the 20th century to prove that we could, in fact, build a nuclear bomb. I mean, they put people on ships and then blew a bomb off, you know, <laughs> a few hundred yards or a mile away. Um, and, and many of those people died. I, I don't know that. It's more likely that this will ultimately come and see the light of day in our country, but I don't think that the government is is that far away from what they did in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know that our government, if this happened, you know, if, for for example, all the nuclear waste test sites out in Arizona or Nevada or wherever they are just started leaking tomorrow, I don't imagine that our government's going to come out on the 10 o'clock yeah. news and tell us that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just an amazing series. I mean, I was riveted. <laughs> riveted to it he was <laughs> son you don't you don't you don't you don't seem like I, it was good it was really good it was well act uh, well acted um actors every one of them they they were they were awesome i just i mean i knew what happened i didn't understand the science behind it but it was good mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else to say it's to me it was like a documentary i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i mean i mean i don't it know was, to, it was a docudrama yeah almost you yeah. know yeah I don't know how to pronounce this, but uh, Stellan Skarsgård, who played uh, Boris Sherbina. I mean, uh, I, I know you, you've been a big fan of his. He ben. was so <laughs> good in this series. I mean, I because that, I mean, I you know, I, well, can, and, I can I can somewhat empathize. Or and the guy that played the Gossov also excellent. I mean, everyone was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. The I mean, bad it, guys, the good guys. It was you good. know, and I, I was taking a shit. I wasn't in the control room. <laughs> so I mean, it just, oh yeah, it doesn't. You know, like so you're. You're tested, so you can't win either way for that guy, right? If he's in the bathroom, then he's in the bathroom during the most important test yeah. of his entire life. Yep. If he's there, and he screwed up, then he screwed up. And to and to watch the the poor uh, workers who essentially were thrown into this extraordinarily complex situation with a piece of paper that had something's crossed out, something's yeah. not crossed out, doing everything right until the point where they realize it was too late mm-hmm. um just mind-blowing i mean it's mind-blowing to me all right yeah <laughs> what else we reached a point of silence yeah. okay <laughs> what's next up on the big board funny next up on the big board ben it is quiz time oh it's quiz time, quiz time. all right do we have some leading music for we do hold <laughs> tight everybody
Game of Thrones season nine. Is that <laughs> <laughs> That's what that it sounds like. That's our quiz music. It is very exciting. I feel it's like pretty cool. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. I feel uh, like I need to be wearing a cape. And I, stuff I know, seriously. And like, you'll always Where's be the dragons at. You'll always right. be a superhero to me. All right. So the quiz tonight: six questions, fairly easy. Oh boy, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So I know nothing. Question number one: It's a Chernobyl question. Oh, Ben's got this. HBO one. <laughs> Chernobyl question. Very easy. Which reactor was destroyed by the explosion at the Chernobyl power plant? Reactor number one. That is or wrong. four. That's, <laughs> you don't get another guess at that. Sonia, would four. you have Sonia would you, Sonia, thank you. Oh, I, I think I did the same thing last week. All right. Next question. How many inches is an official NFL football? I don't know. Twelve. Close, but not quite. I don't know. 11. Sonia's right. <laughs> oh! Sonia, it is 11 inches. Is it? it oh, is my goodness. Inches. All right. I'm between behind 11, by two. Between 11 and 11 and a half. So, Sonia, you are right. Typical man. With I, that. Am, I am. <laughs> which, typical man is 11. Okay. Which current QB is 0 and 4 in the postseason? Which current QB? Current playing QB that's in the league right now is 0 and 4 in the playoffs. Wow, that is. You should know. You you mentioned him earlier in the podcast, Ben. Oh, uh, it's not Philip Rivers. You didn't mention Philip Rivers earlier. It's not Josh Rosen. I didn't <laughs> him. He hasn't been around long it's enough. Not Joe Flacco. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, uh. uh. Philip Rivers? Nope. You're wrong, Ben. Did he win a game at some point? Son of a bitch. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's not Josh Rosen. <laughs> he hasn't been to the playoffs. Oh, and four in the playoffs. When? Of all time? Uh, well, in in their career. In their career. Uh-huh. Can't be Carson Wentz. No, because he. Well, he, it's not Ben <laughs> <Robinson>. Yes. <laughs> um, who did I mention earlier in the podcast? Who's your quarterback who in mention? Buffalo? Uh, no, nah, he didn't go to playoffs yet. Uh, I give up. Oh, Ben, it's in your division. It can't be. It's in my division? It's in your division. What's his name? Andy Dalton. Andy yeah. Dalton. Every <laughs> Cincinnati quarterback is owing something in the playoffs. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Right. This next question. I have the answer to one of the teams. I didn't write down the other team right here. (laughs) (laughs) I was writing this at work today. So, there are two teams. Which two teams do not believe in Jersey retirement? Oh, I had this question. Did you really? I did. Which ones? I did. Because maybe you can help me out because I know one of them because I didn't write down the other one. Uh, 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 uh. One is the Raiders. Yes, that is the other team. Oh. You were right. One is the Raiders, and the other is the Cowboys. It is the Cowboys, Ben. I didn't know you asked that question. I, well, it's good, but it's good for the fans of the show to know that. Uh, so the Cowboys have the Ring of Honor, right? But there's, but they're not retired. They, they, they don't retire jerseys. Yeah, but they yeah. don't retire any jersey numbers. Huh. And neither do the Raiders, because playing for the Raiders Stop. Yeah. <laughs> is, so mean. should be enough for you. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Can't believe I remembered that. See, I know, I'm surprised. The Schlievo, I, the Schlievo is wearing off. I knew Dallas was one of the answers, but I, the other one I just didn't write down right here. I don't know. Uh, I, I probably need to. When all else fails, Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Next question which player caught one pass in every game he had has ever played in his career really yeah which one player there's only one one player so i'm guessing it wasn't a particularly Wrong. long career so it was a receiver <laughs> oh uh sonny you you feel free to go again no i, I can't think of anybody um, it's pretty shocking actually terrell owens nope not terrell owens Detroit Lions. That's why it's shocking. Golden Tate. Calvin Johnson. Johnson. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, Calvin Johnson. Uh, he's currently threatening the Detroit Lions. He was willing to come back to the Detroit Lions family, which is kind of like coming back to the Manson family. <laughs> um, oh he says he's willing. To, he's willing to come back if they pay him the money that they that they cost him at the end of his career, which I think is. Pretty ridiculous. Like, who wants to be part of the Detroit Lions family? Eh, if you get paid enough, I'd be part of it. I like them. I mean, I love the Lions, but don't get me wrong. But, but it's not like they're the Yankees or the But it's Raiders pretty shocking, though, right? Like, I mean, Detroit Lions, a receiver from Detroit yeah. Lions. Is, yeah. So that's pretty and, and, and the sad thing is they have really good players. I mean, year in and yeah. year out, they have a really solid, a decent pretty roster solid, of yeah. players. They just can't seem to get over the hump. So yeah, no. I don't mean to badmouth the Detroit Lions. Yeah, no, not uh, at all. <laughs> but it's not like you're like, it's not like Derek Jeter saying I'm not going to be part of the Yankees. Now, that's something. Um, but Calvin Johnson yeah, coming, yeah. you know, refusing to be part of he, the Detroit Lions is not quite the same thing. The only player. He was the only player. That's crazy. To catch a pass in every game. That's, he's ever that's played. a fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. So he's like, that's a fun fact. It is. Last question. Boarding. No, I did not it's say that. It's a scotch question. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, forget it. <laughs> All scotch whiskey must be aged in what type of barrel for at least three years? Oh, steel. I don't know. Steel barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. Oh, my God. Steel barrel. Ah, this rust tastes <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Aluminum. Oak. It is Oak, Ben. Ben, you are right. Yay. And that's our quiz. Well, All right. I, I, actually, I think Sonia still beat me. 29. No, I, I think so. I don't think so. I think you did. I don't. All right. Some tidbits of information for our listeners out there. I like All that. Right. That was a good quiz. That's Friday. what it was. Better than Ben's? Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks, Sonia. I can't. That was a confident I can't, <laughs> I can't yeah, win for losing. For sure. For sure. Can't win for losing. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big four, Ben, we have our top five. Last week at our top five quarterbacks. This week, our top five running backs. Kickers. All right. Hold <laughs> tight, everybody. Yes, it's our top five uh, running backs. Our Not necessarily famous. the best running backs of all time, but the running backs that we enjoyed watching the most. Sonia? Yes. Who are your top five, starting from number five? Number five. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, you're not very excited about your number five. No, 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 no. I like my I number five. All my choices. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually I like do them according Mitch. to 54321, but okay, Barry Sanders. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I've got my Barry from Detroit. Um, Detroit. 
He did not catch a pass every single game. Sorry to all the Detroit <laughs> That's okay. fans I insulted tonight. But he the ball was elusive. He can get around. Yes. That mic is really close to your face. It is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're wow. trying to satisfy Sonia's, uh, both her... Both her need to lean back in her chair, but also her need to drink and facilitate it's her bodily to, operations during the podcast. I don't know how podcast. people do it. How do you drink uh, and have a microphone Michelle in your mouth? Okay. Uh, next, Michelle Tafoya. I have Mr. Sean Alexander. Uh, I'm shocked. Hey, he, oh, he was a good running back. And I had him on fantasy quite a few yeah. years back I in mean, the day. If he yep. had a better quarterback, he'd have yep. a Super Bowl yep. ring. <laughs> uh, a little bit of Marcus Allen. Oh, wow. I'm going back. I loved him. I forgot about this Marcus Allen love affair. Marcus Allen. Yes. Remember in Vegas. Vegas. Oh, my God, it's Marcus Allen. Ah, I stood in line. She sounded like Franny. She's like, oh, oh my God, Marcus Allen. I don't know what I did with his signatures. <laughs> Anyways. She made me stand in the casino and you have wait it, for you have it tattooed on your arms. It's on my ass. <laughs> uh, next, I've got Walter. Mr. Peyton. Yeah, Absolutely. He's on there. And of course, oh. of course, my number one Marshawn. is Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. I, yeah, I, I won't even say how I feel when I watch him play. Yeah. He was a lot of fun yeah. to watch. Hell yes, yes, he was. Hell so th- that's my top five. Yes. That's my top five. What about, uh, what about you, Ben? All right. Starting from number five. Number five. Franco Harris. I thought you were say Frank Gore for a I second. Know. <laughs> oh, God, no. Really? A Mac- oh, no, definitely not Frank Gore. A 49er? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, the Immaculate him. Reception, but also many, many years of solid production. He was Russell Wilson getting out of the way of a tackle before Russell Wilson was Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, number four, Eric Dickerson. Uh, oh, one yeah. of my all-time favorite running backs to watch play. Uh, and probably on this list, um, the two finesse running backs are Franco Harris and Eric Dickerson. Uh, next, we're going to get to the Thumpers. Number three. <laughs> Does that Walter, that <laughs> Walter Payton, yeah. the absolute king of the stiff arm. Walter Payton, uh, I mean, I, I just amazing, amazing running back. Uh, number two on the all-time list. Marshawn yeah. Lynch. Yeah. My boy. I just don't I don't think you can have any top five well, we'll see what Franny has. <laughs> uh running back list without having Marshawn Lynch on that list. Uh and number one all time favorite running back, Jerome. Oh I knew, I knew it. I knew it. I'm not shocked coming you from know, a Steelers fan. The the you know, the closer. Uh you know, there was some talk earlier. Uh, earlier this week about how teams should probably move to sort of, sort of more of a baseball mentality when it comes to running backs like Todd Gurley, guys that get hurt, or Ezekiel Elliott, or guys who Just play a lot. scratch? You need that guy when you have a lead that can just run a ball down your throat and just keep, you know, wear that defense out or take advantage of a tired defense at the end of a game or in the latter part of a season, and Jerome Bettis is that guy. I would prefer to watch the Steelers win a game 17 to 14 with a running back just jamming it down your throat for first down after first down in the fourth quarter than watch Ben Roethlisberger chuck the ball around. Jerome Bettis could just grind you to death at the end of a game, and I love him for Yay. it. Good list. 
All that right. is a good list. Mine is a little more recent. Okay. Uh, let's see. So Franny, well, again, for Franny, obvious reasons. Franny was born in, in, in uh, 2013, as I said earlier. This, so He's matured quickly. We will excuse all of our fans. We're, we're feeding, we're feeding uh, alcohol to a six-year-old here, so I apologize for that. What do you got? Goo goo gaga. Uh, <laughs> no, um, number five. Yes. A little bit of Eagles bias. Uh, of course. <laughs> my number five is LaShawn McCoy. Oh. LaShawn McCoy, oh I loved God. watching LaShawn McCoy run. I mean, the guy could back stop on a day. dime. Oh, it seems like back in the day because he's a little bit older now, but he can't do now what he could do back then when he was with the Eagles. Yeah. But, I mean, the dude could stop on a dime and take off within a few steps. He's at full speed again. That's watching cool. him run through the hole, uh, cool. not he couldn't hit the hole very hard, but if there was a hole, if there was an opening, he was exciting to watch. Uh, my number four, Sonia, Sean Alexander, one of my favorite running really? backs to watch. Really? Yes. I love really? in, the early, in the early 2000s, oh Sean God. Alexander was the man. He was a beast. And he was the reason why the Seahawks were so good. It wasn't because of Hasselbeck. It was because of Sean, Sean. Alexander. They did him wrong. They did him wrong. They did. My number three, I'm surprised you guys don't have Adrian Peterson on the list. Adrian Peterson, <sighs> another hard runner, yeah, downhill guy. You're so right. much yeah. fun to watch, breaking tackles. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you watch some of those agreed. replays agreed. on that guy. Man, that guy, good. Yeah, very, very good. good. Just didn't play long enough, I guess. And he's still good. He's surprisingly still <laughs> yeah, he good said, he said, right now. He said this week for the about the 30th time, well, probably for about the 12th time, uh, that he plans on running for 2,000 yards this year. Yeah. Well, I, man. Where is he right now? Washington. Oh. I hope he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> should I take another shot of Steve? You need a I shot. I don't know. Do I, do I take another shot? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 well. The worm <laughs> has turned. You actually forced him uh, to say something bad about Dallas That earlier, was pretty, so. pretty good. Right, I got to give myself A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You know, okay. it's late in the night. This is what happens when I late drink less during the podcast. That's, uh, that Shlevo turned me off what? drinking at all for What's the rest that? of the podcast. There's something in the Shlevo right there. Uh, yeah, it's it's Croatian. It's, it's Croatian goodness. <laughs> it's like cr- disgusting Croatian tequila, basically. How is was what that? It is. Disgusting. Uh, it's like the Cuervo of uh, uh, Croatia. Was, <laughs> so number two of uh, a newer running back. He's, he's he hasn't been in the league that long, but I love watching this guy play because he's a strong runner and he can catch the ball out of the backfield like a receiver. Alvin Kamara. I think oh, this guy, yeah. I, this guy, yeah. will have a long, he's successful cool. career. He's he is fun to watch. To me, he is the best running back in the league right now. Oh, because wow. he, he could, he could, he you could, heard it here. He, you know. Well, we'll see how he is without Ingram this year. He, well, he was amazing without yeah, Ingram this year. Exactly. This past season, he was amazing. Yeah, that's why I had him on my fantasy team, and he was great until Ingram had to mess shit up. Uh, we'll see. We'll Who's your number one? My number one, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah! I have that run. I know that I know. run I know. against the Saints. The yeah, the the Saints. In 2009, I believe it was. What yeah. year was that? I yeah, cry. I, I out, just... The season after they won the Super Bowl and he comes back. And you guys were a 7-9 and nine team and you just yeah. crushed him on that run. Oh, my God. That was one of the most amazing runs that I've ever seen. But not only phenomenal. that run, but on psh, so many Multiple. runs. I might yeah. have one of the, I have the audio for one of those runs. Yeah. Do you have it? Let's listen to this. Silent now as opposed to when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch. It's a two. Still on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way for the touchdown. Uh. (laughs) 
Yeah, that was that was mind blowing. One of the best downhill runners. That run, that was time. mind blowing. He just kept on pushing dudes off him. That was get off me. That was I mean, get off me. mind blowing. Holy crap! Yeah. Mind blowing. That was fun. That oh, was cool. That was yeah. fun. That was really cool. Yeah, that was our top five. I love the it. Fans are going wild here in the arena. <laughs> um, yeah. So Friday, Sonia. Yes. What's next up on the big board, Sonia? What's next up on the big board? Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Oh yes, we have our housekeeping. Just the shelves. Oh, uh, Sonia is happy to hear What's about that? our housekeeping that we are ending the show. <laughs> thank wow. you so much for listening <laughs> thank you so well thank you so much for listening it really means the world to us we are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website thirstandgold.busproud.com thirstandgold.busproud.com with your friends relatives anyone you think would like the show uh, you can also listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on apple Podcasts, spotify Castbox, Castbox, google Podcasts, overcast Stitcher or just about any other podcatcher, please, please, please leave us a review if you would be so kind and if you have the time. If you'd like to leave us feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com. Again, that's podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com. Or you can call us and leave a voicemail. <laughs> or, this is entertaining enough just to call us and hear our voicemail message to you. How many takes did it? It, I mean, took, it took a lot of takes yeah. to get that. So uh, yeah. it's not particularly good, and it still took a lot of takes. Yeah, we might have to do it again. Yeah, we might. Have I don't to know if Sonny heard it. Sonny hasn't heard it. Sonny hasn't heard it. No. Uh, well, we'll uh, yeah, we Sun, did that. Bed, we did bed, that last yeah. weekend. Uh, oh, you, you did it last yeah. weekend. <laughs> you can call us at eight one eight three five zero two six eight zero. Again, that's eight one eight three five zero two six eight zero. Leave us a voicemail. Please be aware that we may, in fact, play it on the show <laughs> if you leave us a voicemail. So please be aware of that. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Thirstand and on Twitter at Goldthirst. That'll end our show. It's so sad. Thank Sonia, you, everybody. Friday. Thank you. For listening to episode 29. Thank Ooh, you all. Dirty 30. Good night, <laughs> everyone. Next up. Next up.